What's cracking, everybody? Welcome back to yet another episode of the Players Club Podcast. Um, I'm not even going to say episode number this time because I did that for the last podcast and it screwed me over because things came out out of order. So welcome back to another episode. You can like use your eyes and or text to speech ears to find out what this episode number is. Um, anywho, we're back with another episode. It's been a minute. We got a lot to talk about, a lot of games we've been playing. And uh, for the topic of the show, we're going to be doing a little bit of a game here centered around Game Pass because they keep dropping new titles into that thing every single day. And it's overwhelming. So we're going to see what new future titles are going to come to that um, in the future of this year. Or we're going to guess. We we don't have any insider information. But all of that is for the later time. Of course, you know me, Emmett Walkers Jr., also known as DJ Sponsor one in all places on the internet. I'm hosting the show, but I'm also joined today by Alan Mir once again. How you doing, bro? It feels good to be back, even though I never left. <laughs> exactly. Oh, boy. Yeah, if people have been in the podcast feed regularly, then yeah, they they, they should know your voice more than mine right now. So I, I if you want, you know, you've been hearing the Twitch streams, maybe you've been getting a whiff of my voice, which is not a phrase I like. Um, but <laughs> there you go. Uh, we're back together once again, reunited, and it feels so good. Ebony and Ivory also applies. <laughs> Uh, but we're here once again. And so before we get to that uh, topic of the show in the back half of the podcast, we're going to start off with what we're playing. But before we even do that, Al, you had something you wanted to lay down real quick. So I'm going to let you lay it down. What's cracking with you? Oh, uh, no, I'm, 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 that that whole thing was about a certain, the first my, the first game for the segment. Oh, well, then tell me what tell me about that first game, then, because I'm sure you want to talk a lot about it. It's it's a big one for you. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, uh, MLB 21 or I've been playing MLB 21 for about, I want to say close to about two weeks. Shit. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Because you had early access. So, yeah, you've had your hands on it for a while. Yeah. And the review will be is coming soon. We're just. Me and Graydon, uh, Graydon's been dealing with some personal stuff. I've been dealing with some, I, I'm, I, a week ago, I got my, or a week or two ago, I got my first COVID shot. Mm. Oh yeah. That hits you like a truck, man. Oh, yeah. Boy. So, so like I literally, literally at a certain point, I can't move my arm after, uh, typing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same with me when I got my first shot. So no worries there, bro. So the servers were just sunken more than or, well, I was going to say they were sunken down more than the Marianas Trench. That would, that that just that that's unrealistic. Yeah, I was about to say that's that's aggressive. <laughs> um the servers though have been a real issue. Mm, yeah. Can because imagine. of the, like, like the influx of people on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Series S, Series X. Yeah. Does it feel and like that, the servers were worse than previous years at all? It's it has never been it, 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 well. Rent, they've been doing maintenance. Run like San Diego Studios have, has been doing a lot of maintenance for the servers. Hmm. Okay, that's good. Ish. <laughs> so like uh, a couple of times I was playing the game, or n- day one on the uh, I think the twenty first or the or the on the um, on the no on the sixteenth. Yeah, I signed in. Or I logged into the game, and the servers were down. Couldn't access any of the roster vaults or any vaults in general. Mm-hmm. And the game, like I tried to get my like the rewards that I, the digital rewards, 
based on the pre-order. Oh yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, couldn't they weren't activating? Damn! So it locked you out of content. The servers were so bad. Yeah, so I played the game for a few minutes, then I turned my turned up turned my Xbox off, turned it back on, got back on, and the servers were back up, like they came back on. Hmm. And what? yeah, certain certain times, like certain games, I've been like I've been I'll be playing franchise mode. Or actually, I've been, yes, I'll be playing different game modes, and I'll just get like after I finish a game, and on on like basically an error message saying it and a server error has happened. Oh, God, that's the worst. Are they popping up like in the middle of gameplay too? No, it ha- because the way it works uh, with LV twenty one, you're constantly earning X- XP and uh, stubs. Mm-hmm. So like if if I play uh, franchise mode game i'll earn somewhere between three and 20 stubs okay makes sense but i since and at, by the time as of recording this the the premier person who puts out the rosters uh riding rosters hasn't like he, he i'm not gonna i don't know if what the person's gender is so i'm just gonna refer to it as a they yeah that works they've released a roadmap which has like it has like June for like the second one, mm-hmm. July for the third, and the current one is just a bunch of question marks. Oh shit! It's like oh, that's not good. Yeah, that's that is troubling. Oh boy. I mean, is it like I don't know because it is coming to like a new platform. I feel like there's always going to be a little bit of growing pains there. But is it like excessive? Because you said these issues weren't a thing in previous years. Are all these issues overall, like, all of them are new to this year? Um, you mean, like, the various features and stuff? Yeah, like the, yeah, features and such. Yes, exactly. Yes. So, uh, like, I'll give an example. Uh, mm-hmm. Moments, which is basically the scenario mode, where you have to recreate a certain at-bat or game. Oh, is that like the one where it's like, play as Babe Roop in this famous game, or Jackie Robinson for this one, since I know that's the Jackie Robinson edition? Yeah, play as Babe Ruth and hit, hit his famous called shot to to uh, center field. Hmm. Okay. It's so like I'll, I was actually cr- going through a bunch of them on an open opening day or o- launch day, and that's like after completing a whole bunch of them, servers went down, and I had there was no point in playing the game because there was no rosters, or there were no consistently. Like the rosters I was waiting for weren't there, so I just stopped playing. Shit, <laughs> on opening day. Um. Well, this happened over over the course of the early access weekend, or the four days of early access. Oh, okay. So I guess I guess if it was gonna have problems, you put it in front of your most loyal fans, since they'll they'll be the mo- they'll be the ones most willing to tolerate it. I guess. Also, there are assholes out there making offensive content. Oh, like in the game. The game has a stadium creator, yeah. Mode. So I okay. saw, I saw a. They have various templates. So one of them was a field. If you want, if you can, if you know where I'm, where where things mm. are going. Is it would it have something to do with the fact that their edition this year is the Jackie Robinson edition? W- would it have anything to do with that? <laughs> no, it has nothing to do with J- Jackie Robinson. It has no, it's the fact that there's a. A giant field 
with a barn in it. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> I can see where that's going. Jesus there, Christ. There's also one, there's also a stadium arc that was created where there was a building and there's a, a plane. If you think what, if you can expect, or if you, if you know where that was. Oh be. no. I, I that, assume where that's going. 2001. I imagine the, the stadium was literally called nine 11. Christ. They are just, I mean, that's the thing you put. And things, you put I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure these were all people on Xbox. Oh, of course. Just honestly, because because it's twofold. When whenever you have a game with user generated content, you're going to have some bad shit in there. You're going to have some events of shit in there. Even like Media Molecule games. I've talked about Dreams. I've talked about Little Big Planet. You'll get some bad games like that. But it's very rare because those are a meant for children. So people who are going to think of some sick shit like that usually aren't playing those games. And also those are very niche titles. But MLB, a game that is just baseball, a very, very popular sport in American culture, at least on top of it being on Game Pass. So it's super easily accessible to everyone. Like I could easily see how some fuck shit gets to the servers. So hopefully, I mean, we're able to take that stuff down pretty quickly. Like that stuff isn't highlighted at all. Yeah, I wasn't able to find that stuff. Like I, I, I went searching into the um, the stadium vault, but thankfully I couldn't find it. Ooh, thank God. So yeah, they're they're good about that. I I trust San Diego Studio to not let horrible shit like that just live. But oh boy. Well, like, as far as outside of those issues and whatnot, like, is the actual, because you said you're enjoying, well, actually, you didn't say if you were enjoying the moments mode. Are you enjoying the moments mode? Like, what, how do you exactly play? Are you just more of a road to the show person? Or, like, how, how are you treating this new title? Uh, usually, I am 100% franchise. Okay. But because because there's not really a way to, since there's, there are no great ways to find a good roster right now, it's simply, I have to find, I just simply have to find time or something to waste my time until the rosters that aren't the default rosters come out. Hmm. Wait, is this, is this another like user created content type thing where people are making custom rosters of different players? Yeah, I brought, I brought this up a year at last, with the last year's version. Okay. Um, Cause you, whenever you say rosters, I didn't put it together that it was like a custom thing. I thought that was just like, all right, let me get, the 2020 roster of all the players that are on all the teams, like kind of like how I think Madden or FIFA does it, where it's like, all right, this year, like how they're like, oh, just do roster updates instead of releasing a new game. I thought that's kind of what you're talking about rather than like a custom roster people are making. Oh, people have made rosters. Um, people have made rosters going for all the way back to like either like all time greats, 80s, 90s, 2000s. Hmm. Like there are people who are dedicated to just making created like cre- creating players in the player vault, and then making rosters of uh, use utilizing those players. Christ. Okay. Well, I'm I'm learning a lot because I I knew there was like some custom ability with some stuff like that, but I didn't put it together that it was full rosters people are making. That's kind of crazy, actually. No yeah. wonder people love this fucking game. <laughs> the uh, the person I mentioned are they the yeah the, oh I think I think it's actually a group of people. Riding rosters, they actually worked with Sony or San Diego Studios to like make the rosters more 100% accurate. Hmm. Okay, that's because in previous years, like in the early games, it would just be downright like rookie rookies wouldn't be in the, wouldn't be in the game. Like our 
talented prospects wouldn't be in the game. Instead, there'd be like a bunch of user created characters. Hmm, okay. So like Cheap imitation. Well, I, I think it had something to do with the amount of space they had. Oh, like okay. The, the, the tech limits. Mm-hmm. Okay, that I makes did, sense. But I did find in um, I think it was two th- thousand six, like the first game. Uh, do you remember a games journalist named Raymond Padilla? That last name sounds familiar. What's the first name? Raymond. Raymond. Okay. No, I don't recognize that. Well, there is a, there is another one who, who appeared another another name who appeared in a different different version of the game. One Mister Jeremy Dunham. I know that name. Oh boy. What he wait? Did he not used to work at San Diego Studio? No, he worked. He worked at Zipper. That's it. That's why. I, that's why it sounded familiar. And huh. and and he's he's the father of Podcast Beyond. Oh yeah, true. That's probably that's the reason I know him. But I know he did go on to work at Zipper, and I think he's at Psionics now, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. He wrote Unit Thirteen, which is still crazy to think about. Boy, howdy. But so yeah. Uh, Road to the show has been like every Gr- Graydon actually said, like he asked, um, is there so there's no cross, there's no um, like uploading to the cloud and and, and like imp- like importing your player? I'm like, no, and it's like, oh, this is serious points. So there, there are points coming off this grade now. Hmm. Damn. And, and I was like, Graydon, they revamped every single mode in the game. <laughs> Yeah, that at that point, it's kind of like, how are you going to bring the old stuff in if the new stuff is so new it wouldn't support it? Yeah, so like, Road to the Show is no longer like the way it was in previous games or previous the last last two or three games. You choose what type of player you'd want to be, like what position, what if you want to be a lefty or righty, uh, your mm-hmm. name and everything. Now they've actually incorporated F- 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 FMV into it. Oh, okay, that's new. And there's now a podcast in game that happens like after after you have if say like I'm cur- I'm playing as a uh, pitcher, Alan Alan Moore. Okay. I didn't want to use that name. Yeah, I was about to say like, did they just not recognize your actual name? My name is my my last name is not in not at oh. all in the game. Is but, do you you have to make your name kind of like the novelty license plate tags that they have at like the DMV, like one of those things. Unfortunately, damn, that sucks. Well, I'm not gonna find Emmett spelled the correct way then, because it's always with a damn I. <laughs> oh boy. In any case, please continue. <laughs> so, Road to the Show also got revamped, or as I mentioned, mm-hmm. instead of choosing a, a bit like a position name, like stance and everything, and be going out and trying out or not trying out, doing like a like a three game, three exhibition game thing to improve your draft stock. Yeah, you now start the team. You start off every, no matter what, no matter what you choose for, for the. Or it's not even a matter of choosing. As soon as you hit the button to go into that into um, road to the show, you're automatically a two way player, huh. which means you can okay. pitch and bat. Huh. Okay, that's interesting. Is that just? It, I mean, does that change the gameplay up in a specific way? Like, you, you you don't have to be as specific with your players as you used to be, maybe? Yeah, it's a big change. Like, you can you can be you can pitch one day, and then during the days until your next start, you can play the infield and be a fielder. 
Hmm. Okay. That's pretty neat, actually. That's kind of more, I don't know, kind of feels more like real life, because even if you, you might not be good at every skill, but at least you can actually do all of them now, huh? Yeah, and the, the podcast has, like, I'm I'm still in AA, so they've had, like, it has baseball analysts and former players. So, uh, hmm. so it's like an ESPN <laughs> type show already, huh? It's yeah, it's it's like an MLB network type thing. Hmm. Now, let me ask this real quick: Is this like a in-game podcast, or is this something that like you could open up your podcast app and listen to it? They're just playing it in the game as well. No, it's it's something that happened. Like if you after you finish, like my after I I had a game where I struck out sixteen batters over the course of seven eight innings. <laughs> okay. Nice. And they cut, like, I, I pressed, uh, sim, like, go to the next day, and it automatically um, went to the podcast. You, oh. you, can, you can skip them, but it, I, I'm actually, like, I'm, I'm a, I, I love the entire concept of this. Is it, like, because, reacting to your gameplay? Yeah, it's reacting to, your, to how you're playing the game. Huh. And how you're doing. So, like, the, right now, I've, that they've, Sony San Diego has said that, or San Diego Studios has said that there are a whole bunch of former players and such that they didn't that that, like people are going to have to find themselves by playing the game. And so far, I've had I've come across technically three. Hmm. Uh, Okay. uh, Cliff Floyd, who played with the uh, who played for the Expos and the Mets. I'll be damned. So it sounds like so it sounds like the mode is uh. Because I didn't know about that podcasting. Because this entire time I was like, "All right, this is just like some pre-recorded thing that you're just playing." It's like, "Oh no, it's reactive." That's that's very cool. But uh, it, it sounds like overall the game's pretty solid. And you said you're playing on Xbox. Did you? Well, I I I had been playing on Xbox. I made the I what the way uh, the whole the way since it's on, it's multi-platform this year. Mm-hmm. You create you you link your Xbox and PlayStation accounts to your sh- the show account, and therefore everything on one system can be uploaded to the cloud and downloaded on the other on the corresponding platform. Okay, that's actually pretty neat. And they, it's no it's technically it's wrote to the show like technically wrote to the show still exists, but it, it's the first thing you see is uh, your ball player and the dual sense controls. Oh my god. <laughs> on another level, I'm assuming, huh? Yeah. So w- during the windup, it like constricts, or it gets it gets it gives you that gives you that feeling. Uh huh. Yeah. And when the the snap of the mitt of the ball of the mitt catching the ball, you feel it in the controller. Ooh, that's really neat. And then I was playing a, a game, a franchise game, as uh, the White Sox. If you hit absolute bombs, you will feel it. And the controller, like you just hear the thud of it. No, like you, if you're holding on to the, if you're holding on to the triggers, or the whole, if the weight, depending on how you're holding the controller, if it, like certain players have different animations for, for when they hit uh, a home run. Mm-hmm. I hit a home run, and I felt it. Like you Ooh. feel the, you it, it it imitates the way the bat, like, or it simulates the bat hitting the ball. Hmm. Okay, I like that. I I like how that sounds. I <laughs> once again, I don't know if it's worth seventy dollars for the console exclusive features like that, where you could just play it for damn near free on Xbox. But those features are the type of thing where I'm like, all right, that might be worth shelling out money for. 
Um, last question I, I want to ask before we uh, go on to the next set of games here. Um, well, actually, no, just tell me, is there anything else you want to talk about in this game? I, I realized I teed that up and I didn't actually have a question, but actually, um, no, you, you did right. I, I have, I saved, I saved the best thing for last. Ooh, perfect. All right. Lay it on me then. You don't have, you no longer have, I no longer have to spend money on franchise budget. Oh, okay. So That's like the way it works. The way they changed the budget for the games or the for the play for the teams. So depend before it was like per week. Now it's per year, and okay. you get there are sponsorships. You can either buy in packs or buy on the community market, and it'll get say like forty thousand per game or forty five thousand per home run. So I I simply bought three. Um, like I bought two home run uh, sponsorship cards and one just general. Like if you play a game, you'll get for that forty grand. And okay. depending on how you play, you'll or depending on if you 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 ma- you maximize the results of the cards, your budget will go will will improve. So I I have I still have a hundred thousand stubs, and I don't plan on buying anything like adding more. So I now have, and actually, instead of thinking, I could use this money to buy a game like Returnal, or I could, or, or, no, I have to spend it on my franchise mode. I no longer have to, have to make, have to, I no longer have to make that choice. Hell yeah. Which means Returnal is going to be the next one up. I, I'm going to tell you right now, dude, I am uh, just, I, we're, we're not about to talk about Returnal too long, but. I have been looking at Returnal. I've been like, all right, this looks like it's going to be a good game and Housemark is a good developer. I'm sure it'll be fine. But I was hoping that it was going to be something that was just like, okay. Like I was hoping it was going to be like a seven out of 10 so I could afford to like wait for it because I'm Dude, playing near. Yeah. I, I was watching their shit about it. I saw uh, the kind of funny plays of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The With, stream from yesterday. Yeah. And oh man. <laughs> exactly. Like, God damn it. Why couldn't you? Why do you have to be a great game? Now I have to like worry about. And he, the worst part is because like if it was a great game and it, was, and it wasn't for me. OK, that's fine. I can just let it be and not really worry about it. People are bringing up Risk of Rain 2 when they talk yeah, about this yeah. game. People are bringing up Control when they talk about this game. It's like, God damn it. Can we not? <laughs> like, Yeah. So like I keep saying that you, that you're not done with Risk of Rain 2 yet. And you're people are already comparing that game to, or comparing Returnal <laughs> to that game. Exactly, like, because here's the thing, man. You 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 never finish with Risk of Rain two, so it's less that. It's just more that I just picked up Near, and I'm still playing all these other games, and I keep leaving shit unfinished. It's like, can you just stop coming out with games that I want and and will enjoy? It's like, god damn it. But um, Returnal isn't a game that either of us played yet because that's coming out. By the time you guys hear this, it will be already out, but the embargo probably drops tomorrow so we have nothing to say on that but one game that i have been playing uh to switch it up a little bit is uh near replicants that is the big title that i've been playing recently that came out uh last week as a recording um i'm enjoying it quite a bit uh i don't know now i don't think you've you haven't played near automata correct no i i do somewhere in here i have the 360 version of 360 and PlayStation 3 versions of the original Nier. Why? <laughs> because oh, this, I bought them before 
I bought them right as I think either yeah I think around the time Automata came out. So this is way before this rep, like replicant got announced. Ah, okay, that makes sense. Damn, I because now I'm a big enough near fan at this point to where I'm like I'm almost like damn I might uh I might look up a copy myself to see <laughs> how much that costs. But I have no reason to do so because I I've been looking at comparison videos for replicant. It's it literally. It's basically yeah. the Japanese version. Yeah, it's exactly the same. Like it, the only difference they've made is that Near Replicant has a Platinum S combat system where it's a lot more fluid. It's of course sixty frames per second, which you know I love, and it, it just has a lot more going on with the combat mechanics. That's the only difference. It keeps the now. This is where I have a couple critiques. It keeps the barren wasteland of all of these environments. It keeps the I don't know the arbitrariness of its structure where there's straight up a line of dialogue because in the game you'll have like there are a bunch of different side quests but the side quests are so insignificant that they don't even pop up on your mini map so it'll be like all right we need hey like there, for example there's this one side quest where there's this one lady in the middle of your town who's singing all the time on her guitar and then someone else is like hey so that librarian that you talk to every day you know she used to sing too and they're like, oh, really? She did? Okay, well, let me do the quest to see if she'll sing for me. And you go to the library, and she's like, oh, you want me to sing? Well, it's going to take a little bit of uh, courage for me to to <laughs> sing. <laughs> and so you're like, what do you mean? It's like, oh, well, usually I drink a little something first. And they're like, okay, well, the tavern's right down there. We can just go. Actually, what I like to drink is only available in the seaside region. So you have to go all the way to the tavern in the seaside village to like get this one drink and then walk all the way back. And there's no fast travel in the entire game. And now I say I, I don't know if that's completely true because I've only played for about five hours at this point. But they made a line of dialogue that was like, like literally the main character you're playing at is just like, hey, so uh, don't you ever wish we could just like warp from destination to destination? Like, wouldn't that be cool? And then like the talking book, who's one of your sidekicks, trust me, it's a weird game. Um, the talking book is like, oh yes, back long ago, they tried toying with that type of magic, but they would disintegrate every time they hit an obstacle in between their destination. <laughs> and it's like, okay. And so the main character is like, well, guess I'm walking then. And I'm just like, God damn it. <laughs> so that is like probably my biggest pet peeve where you have to walk everywhere. And there is, you can run fairly quickly, but it's not fast enough. <laughs> like it, it, it really is a very tedious trek to go from location to location. Um, now they do have on the mini map, whenever you have a main quest, they will highlight the main quest item on your mini map. So you know where to go, but all those side quests, you just got to know. And if you have to talk to an NPC for the side quest, it will highlight the speech bubble over that NPC in game, even if it's not on your map, but like. That all of that stuff is so far in the background that I'm not really interacting with the side quests. I'm more or less sticking to the main quest. And the main quest, I'm only five hours in. And a big thing about Nier is that the more you play it, the deeper you get into it, the crazier the narrative gets and the more explosive the plot revelations get. I don't think I've gotten to anything super crazy yet. Right now, I, I don't think the narrative is spinning its wheels. There is some cool, interesting stuff happening, but I am not blown away yet. And I'll say when I played Nier Automata, actually, I can probably look it up right now. Oh, perfect. I have a tab open already. Nier Automata. It took me 34 hours, almost 35 hours to beat Nier Automata. And by beat, I mean experience all five endings. Um, 
So if it took me that long and I'm only five hours into Replicant, um, this is probably around the same point where Nier Automata wasn't super interesting. Uh, Replicant, I'm sure it's going to get crazy. Around hour 10, I'm betting, is when it's going to be like, holy shit, what's going on? Um, so yeah, I'm just not there yet, but I did just fight a really big boss. And I am getting, there's this one, oh God, what's her name? All right, Nier Replicant characters. Let's open up a new tab. <laughs> oh boy. That's another thing where I've been playing and I like know all the characters when I see them, but I'm not great with all the names. So it's going to take me a minute. Uh, near replicant characters. I think her name's Kaye. Kie. I don't know how to say her name, but um, people know her. She's the one who's wearing lingerie at all times and you meet her with her ass just being out. And it's like, all right, this is, this is a weird game, but I trust Yoko Taro. And apparently it gets explained away in like some like quiet from metal gear solid five type way where she because i know quiet breeze through her skin that's her whole thing so it's like oh that's why she's barely wearing anything anyway um it's like wearing a mask but different uh, <laughs> that's a weird sentence in any case I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's revealed later on that no the, the, that's actually her head <laughs> that's why her ass is out at all times because her head is that that would, you know what? That wouldn't be the weirdest thing I've ever seen in a Yoko Taro game. That wouldn't be the oddest thing. Um, good God. But in any case, uh, yeah, the whole thing about this is, so Kayane, she's a great character. She's very aggressive and very like, like one, one of the things she says to a big boss monster that you fight alongside her early on in the relationship you have with her, she's like, you swing at me again and I'll rip your fucking heart out of your bitch ass chest. And I'm like, I've never heard, <laughs> I've never heard bitch ass in a Japanese game. <laughs> like that's a lot. This is a, no wonder Michael Haim likes this game. This is speaking his language. Um, but yeah, so I've been also shout out Michael Haim, uh, over at GameSpot. He's a good kid. Um, anywho. So yeah, I'm, I'm really liking characters like that, that are just like throwing a wrench into the gears of this story. The main character you're playing as, um, Shit, what's his name? His name is Oh wait, his name is my name. Cause they ask you, oh, give give your character a name. And I just named him EJ. And everyone addresses me as EJ. <laughs> it's very strange. And so anyway, my character, the player character, he's totally like, I think he's supposed to be in like his what how old is he supposed to be? I think like 16 or something like that. Like he's youthful, kind of naive, always wants to help. That's why he's taking on all these side quests and he'll be like, oh, I'll I'll handle that for you, sir. Like that type of goody two shoes type character. Kayan is the exact opposite. She's like, or Kane? I, I don't know if I'm saying her name right, but she's the exact opposite. She's feisty. She is all about that aggression. She is quick to be enraged. It's it's really cool seeing them bounce back and forth. And then of course you have Yona who is your kind of sister character where you're trying to protect her. She has this like fantasy sickness that from this world, because there are like these shades running around, they're infecting the world. And then for some reason she has some sickness from the shades. That's just making her tired all the time. And you have to get her different herbs to like keep her alive. Like is dead rising two or something. It's, it's a, it's a weird story. <laughs> I don't, like I said, nothing crazy has happened yet. I've had some really cool set piece moments. I fought a couple bosses that were really cool. I got introduced to a village of a bunch of mass people who don't speak any language ever heard on 
in the human race. <laughs> they speak like some weird gibberish that doesn't make sense until your book can like decipher it. And also the book that I keep talking about, uh, Grimoire Weiss, um, he's just a talking sentient book who shoots magic missiles out of his face and can conjure like a dark spirit hand and hit people with it. Um, and he's like a really pompous asshole. And every time someone has something slick to say, he's always talking back in the worst way possible. Um, so, but I'm, so I mm -hmm. imagine it's like a uh, a dark take on the page master. You know what? It might be like that um, where God, I'm trying to think. I, I haven't seen the page master in at least 20 years now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> but it is it is kind of like that where he, he just has like this big like think like us like clank if he was an asshole like oh. that kind of vibe. that's that's the type of vibe i get from him where he's clearly he he feels like he's smart but he also feels like he's better than everyone like he's royalty or something like literally kane kane will refer to him as hey shut up book and he's like all right you will not i am not a book i am grimoire weiss of the third regent of whatever whatever his long ass name is and she's like all right weiss he's like do not abbreviate my name <laughs> like he's one of those and you could tell he's like kind of the comic relief, but I also yeah, I'm looking at a uh, I brought up a picture. Yep. Yeah. He's just a big ass book. And that face on the front of the book does not move. He is just talking <laughs> and he'll float around and make, sometimes he'll gesture a little bit. But like he doesn't have hands or any like normal things you would gain emotion from. It's all the voice acting and the voice acting is really good overall in this game. The voice acting is pretty damn good. And so, yeah, I, I, I'll say, like I said, I've only put five hours into it. I'm enjoying, I'll also say I'm enjoying the combat. It, it's trying to emulate Platinum a lot. The only thing I'm sad about is in almost every Platinum game that I've played, all of, the, all of my favorite Platinum games at least, they have that slow motion dodge. Or if you dodge at the right point, right as someone's about to swing, you'll slow down time and get in a couple cheap, cheap hits in. They don't have that here. What they instead have is like a sidestep where if you're locked onto someone, you can hit the dodge button. And instead of just rolling out of the way, you'll like teleport in a circle and get right behind their back and then get in a couple cheap shots. But time does not slow down. And they do have a parry system that's kind of a similar thing. But like, I'm not that great with parries, but I am great at dodging at all times. So that's one thing I'm a little sad on. But, you know, there's a lot of upgrades to go through. I I need to upgrade my weapons because I'm still using like level one stuff and it's almost the end of act one. Um, yeah, I'm using like low level weapons, but I can upgrade them at the blacksmith, which I just went to for the first time. Um, there's a bunch of like the upgrade slots that they call in this game are words. You can attach different words of power or whatever they're called to your weapons, to your magical abilities. And I'm up and I'm unlocking different magical abilities as I go. Like I said, there's one that's straight up like you've seen gameplay of near automata, right? Uh, yeah, I've actually I played a bit of it to make sure, like back a few years ago, or back when it originally came, like a year or two after it came out. Oh, okay. I played it and I got past the first uh, shmup area. Oh, okay, yeah. But that makes sense. Knowing me, but... I'm probably gonna, I may, I'm probably gonna end up playing that sometime soon. Hell yeah! I think that one. Is a really good time. Uh, it's it's gonna be obtuse, so you got to be a little bit patient with it. And it, I think you don't unlock fast travel until several hours into the game, so like it's gonna be slightly tedious. But God, the narrative payoff in that game is incredible. But the reason I'm bringing that up, you, you know, the little android that's floating by your side near Automata at all times. Yeah. 
yeah, it's basically that Android, instead of it being an Android, it's the book. So you can shoot the little, similar to like the machine gun that that Android would have, your book just shoots out a bunch of magic missiles at all times if you hold down the button. Um, and the book is how you use all your magic abilities. Whenever you have that big power fist that comes out of the book and slams down, um, there's like Lance missiles that come out of the book as well. You can make like a shadow clone of yourself that can damage a faraway enemy. You can build a big ass wall out of magic energy. There's like a lot of abilities and you could even remap the controls to like, because normally evade is on R2 and uh, block is on L2. You could just remove evade and block and just put two other magic abilities there if you wanted to. Like you can customize the combat system so much to where you don't have a single defensive option if you wanted it like that. So um, I really like it. Uh, I, I don't think I'm going to break the game quite that far, but I'm liking the combat. I'm liking where the story's going because it finally feels like some new and interesting things are happening. And oh God, the boss designs in this game are great. Uh, but just right now, it's really heavily feeling like, oh, this is a this is definitely a 2000, what, eight, <laughs> 2009 ass game as far as the game design goes, because not only is it you know, tedious and the fetch questy type stuff with the side quests. But the dungeon that I just got done with, there's literally like puzzle dungeons where it's like, all right, you'll walk into a room and it'll say, okay, so the point of this dungeon or these series of dungeons is to find the pink block and to destroy that pink block. But every time you walk into the room, you won't be able to do a certain action. So for example, there's one room where you can't run. And there's an auto run option that's on by default. So in order to not run, I have to hold the block button and just tiptoe through all of these laser balls that are coming at me. You get hit with a laser ball, you die and go back to the start of the room. And then if you if you run at all, you immediately are killed off and get sent to the start of the room. You don't lose health or anything. You just stop and then just get sent back. And it's so frustrating because you can see that pink brick on the other side of the room. You just have to like have the willpower to not run. And then you can't, and then there's another one where you can't jump, where all, all of these puzzles that they give you would easily be solved by the one thing they tell you not to do. And it's like, okay, this is, this is really frustrating. So I did that mission a couple nights ago. Um, and it's just stuff like that to where I'm hoping the whole game doesn't have like, because you could clearly tell that it was like, this is gameplay, <laughs> like capital G gameplay. Um, where it didn't feel like it was an organic part of the world. It just felt like, all right, we designed this puzzle box. Good luck. So hopefully the whole game isn't like that. And from seeing the reviews, people love the game. So I don't think the whole game's going to be like that. But uh, we'll see. I I'm going to keep playing it. I know I know the exact area you're talking about with the, uh, mm. with the running. Yeah. The, uh, avoiding the, the pink stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Laser uh, ball is what I keep wanting to say, but <laughs> sounds that, weird. Yeah, it just doesn't sound right. Um, <laughs> that was it. Uh, there was a Super Best Friends uh, LP of uh, Near, like the original Near. Mm -hmm. And it's just a part. It's a, a part of it that's just that that was added to a supercut of Pat Pat's crazy Pat's crazy talk. Oh boy, <laughs> can imagine. And it's like a checklist saying like can't run. No, well, yeah, and they have like cute little names for each thing where it's like forbidden actions here, uh, the the wolf of magic and like the rabbit of running or something like that. And then you don't know what that means until you try to use a magic ability and you get zapped back to the beginning of the room. 
<laughs> and it's like, all right, so I can't use magic here. It's like trial and error too. It's like, it's not the best way to design it, but I, I have a feeling that my gripe with that dungeon specifically is not going to mean anything by the time I see this game to conclusion. So, uh, yeah, I I'm going to keep playing it. There's a fishing mini game too that I didn't talk about, but like I said, I'm going to be fishing a lot in this game. I'm sure. So. I'll talk about it more. I'm thinking I might try to, because I think I'm the only person on staff who like fucks with Nier that heavily. Is that correct? I, I feel like uh, I feel like Josh might be into Nier, but I, I that's an assumption completely. I'd have to look into it. I, I only I, ask that because like I might write a review for this. Uh, I know that Graydon he he's a big fan of Nier after after his question a while back of can I call myself a gamer if I haven't played Nier Automata. <laughs> and then he he as soon as he beat it he just fell in love with it as everyone does hell yeah <laughs> gotta love it well in that case well I'll, I'll see if he wants to do a review as well even though i know he's uh wait he's, you're, uh, mm -hmm. well me and him are doing a call-up review of for lb21 exactly i was just about so. to ask was he was that a co-op review or just a one person so if he's doing that then i think i'll do a review for near because i'm enjoying near and this will if the story hits me in the way that I'm expecting it to, then I should have a lot of stuff to say. So I'm excited. I'm already getting teases of themes of some dark, heavy stuff. So I'm ready for it. Um, but that's for the future. We'll be talking about near more in later episodes. Um, now let's go ahead and bounce through a couple of these other games that we've been playing. We've been playing a lot because, like I said, it's been a while since we've gotten on these mics here. Um, so let's... Let's just hop between these next few games. So uh, what's another one of the games that you've been playing now? So I played a game that I don't think I'll be going back to because it was just too frightening. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Which one could it be off of this list? Uh, Halo Wars 2. Really? Frightening? Like, okay, so if I was I decided to try Halo Wars 2 because it was still in my uh, it was still on my Game Pass. Like, it was still not downloaded to my computer. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. And I, like, originally I was trying to play Empire of Sin. But oh, apparently, yeah. Apparently that, that game doesn't load at all on PC. God damn, really? I know, like, really, John Romero? Yeah, well, I think this game is his wife's game, but even then, I, I don't know if I'd pin technical issues with the game on her, but damn, that sucks. Yeah, like, I was... I was like, I just typed in to, to uh, Steam, or I checked YouTube, Steam, Google, I was check, checking everything. Um, I did, it just, it was giving me all different type, different things to do. But look, one of the legitimate suggestions was spam the play button. That's rough. <laughs> yeah, so I just thought, uh, no, nah, I'm, I'm just better try the tried and true of the Halo Wars 2. Yeah, so I, I, I wanted to play it because, also because the game is sort of sort of sets up Halo Infinite. Oh yeah, I remember they said they were pulling a lot lore wise from that game. Yeah, you're right there. Yeah, so like uh, the Banished, which is a uh, a group of which is a sect of uh, brutes that broke off from the Covenant. Mm hmm. And like their leader is a or they're they're basically religious zealots. <laughs> Fun. And I had to do like I was I was like, oh, man, this, this, this this I'm having a good time with this. Oh, no, what's going on? What's happening with my controller? Oh, God, what 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 did happen? So uh, my day one Xbox 
one controller that I've had for eight years has given up the ghost. Oh, God. That fucking sucks. Is that the only one you have? Basically. I had oh, to. Shit. So what I did was, I te- well, technically I have, I, ha- I had gifted my niece uh, my Xbox One X controller. So I just asked her if I could borrow it until I can, until I buy a new one. Okay. That's so nice I, of you. Yeah. Well, I, I, I mean, I re- recently, uh, I bought her uh, the new Pokemon Snap game. Oh, there you go. Eye for an eye, then. <laughs> Buttering her up so in her time oh, of need. No, this this was <laughs> this is before that. Oh, okay, okay. I, I bought I, I got it for an, for her as an as a way early birthday gift. Oh well, still, hey, I mean, now when when the controller's on the fritz, you could be like, hey, so you love me, right? Bought you that game, right? Let me borrow that controller since you won't be on the snap for a minute anyway. <laughs> oh no, I I never do that to her. Yeah. Uh, I've done that with siblings before, so <laughs> you're a better man than me. I'll say that. No, because I mean, my my niece has she does not she is the nicest kid I've ever I've ever encountered. Oh yeah, of course, of course, yeah. Treat treat your wallets as well. But I know in the transactional world in which me and my well, okay, maybe my little brother I'll treat better than that. But my sister, when I was young, yeah, I'm I'm doing that <laughs> certainly. But hey, so, in any case, sounds like you were able to play it. Yeah, so I I was playing the game. And I'm like, okay, this is good. Uh, like back when I back when I went, when I went back to it with with uh, the temporary controller. And for a game that came, I mean, it, the game came out five, five, about five years ago, and it doesn't look like Halo Wars uh, Definitive Edition looks better. Hmm. Interesting. But I refuse. It- I refuse to play that one because there's a it's one of the it's it's one of the it has a certain there's there's a mission that's very XCOM two, and that you have a, a, a set amount of turns to go. Oh, and this is brutally difficult. I'm betting. Yeah, like there are rocks. There's a um, I can't I I, I feel I feel terrible. That I'm blanking on the name of it, but the um the giant this the Covenant version of an Adat. Oh oh god. Uh... God damn it! I do not know this one. Um, let me, God, what is it called? Like the the Strider thing? Because they're in Halo Five, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I, I've I've seen those before, but I don't know the name for them. Look up Halo Five gameplay, y'all. In the what is it? The 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 attrition mode where you shot AI players as well as normal people. It's a weird thing. In any case, those. So I I was playing one of the missions. And it had it was like, oh, it's a uh, thing. I'm t- thing was a scarab. Oh, scarab! God, that is, I never would have got to that name. <laughs> yeah, neither, neither, neither did I. <laughs> thank, thank you, IGN Wiki. Hey, shout out, <laughs> shout out, IGN. But that, like, you had to disable, like, take a capture a bunch of points, and then destroy the scarab, and mm-hmm. then it ended up like. Every single like you had a bunch of uh, shields or rocks or something blocking blocking the path of the uh, blast. Mm-hmm. So like you're supposed to build or you're supposed to strategically move your make your way to the certain to points. And my dumbass didn't know what to do or didn't know wasn't tactically aware. And I and I just straight up had a 
I got very few times I'll get angry with, with a game oh, and no. not at, at a game. This is one so of those I, times it sounds like I had it. I had it downloaded to my PC via Steam and my Xbox One S or Xbox One X at the time. Mm-hmm. Deleted it from both. Damn. <laughs> Shit, it's like that. God. Well, well, in that case, hopefully Halo Wars 2 is treating you a little bit better. Well, actually, that's the thing. Oh, oh, I thought you were talking about Halo Wars 1 still. Okay, so that's the one you backed out of. 2 is the one. 2 is the one that's actually, I'm having, it actually makes it much better. And I think, I don't know if it, like, Halo Wars 1 was created by the people who did Age of Empires. Hmm. And Creative Assembly did Halo Wars 2. Yeah, maybe. Maybe since, you know, Age of Empires, a well-known strategy game. So maybe they're just like, oh, yeah, people, strategy people are going to be playing this. So let's make it like a strategy person's playing it. Where it's like, all right. Yeah, like, their big thing. more casual. Their big thing was getting, like, all the hotkeys of a PC game, like, of a Command & Conquer to a 360 game. And, and did they pull that off effectively? I don't know. <laughs> no, they did. It's Gears Tactics, sort of. Or I forgot which. I think Halo Wars came out for uh, XCOM 2. Yes, I'm pretty sure that is the case. Yes. Because like certain games uh, use Halo Wars style. Certain games used XCOM 2 style. Like, I forgot. I'm blanking on what the ones that have used Halo Wars uh, 1. But I know for sure that um, waste not wasteland. Actually, yeah, wasteland. Yeah, wasteland three, like that type of thing. Wasteland three, um, other games like that use the XCOM two style. Mm. Yeah, I respect it. Actually, no. Actually, no. Wasteland. Wasteland three is more of a a different beast. Oh well, I mm... Gears, Gears Tactics. That okay? That, yeah. That's the that's the best XCOM two game as. Or that's at least that's what Giant Bomb says. Hmm. That that makes that makes a little bit more sense. We'll go with that. So but yeah. So I, overall, I was, overall, I was playing the game and got a bit too, too frightened. Hmm. Is it like actual scary imagery, or is just like the intenseness of the gameplay just too much? Very intense for my heart. Oh boy. Okay. I didn't. Th- I never thought Halo Wars Two would be that intense, but I. I mean, strategy games can be very. F- push you to the edge as far as like emotionally sometimes so it makes sense but i, I don't mean, know i just Emmett, this is i'm the same person who had almost had a panic attack when when doing the stealth missions and uh, not sekiro ghost of tsushima see i can feel that though because <laughs> yeah because like you're it feels like they're gonna respond to you yes it that feels a little too visceral because they're like right there in your face and it's like god if i because sometimes I'll I'll be in any stealth game or any game with a stealth option. Sometimes I'll be right on the edge and I'm like, all right, if I fuck around and put one step out of place, I don't have the healing items for a fight. Like, I just don't want to. I don't want any smoke right now. And then that's when you let it slip and then everything's over. So, like, I, I've had that anxiety, but I guess I just don't play enough strategy games to really relate to f- the fear that that could put in. But if it's anything like that, then, yeah, I totally understand the mechanical fear there. Like. I, I I'm probably like the next rather than playing Halo Wars two more, I'm probably just gonna go play Civ. Yeah, is is Civ more your comfort zone than Halo? Civ is 
like either Civ five, six, or Beyond Earth. Um, it's there's more like thinking, thinking, thinking than Ura. Mm, okay, that's probably a little bit. But the gameplay a little bit more relaxed. The Halo Wars two gameplay is still very, very, very well made. Okay, I can respect that. I guess it's just a matter of taste and trying to find what game works for you, then, huh? Yeah. Okay. Can't be mad what, at that. What other game have you been playing? Um, I have been playing a very. I'm play, I'm gonna be real with you, dude. I've been playing a lot of weird shit. <laughs> I I haven't taught them. I I've been. I pulled out my PSP because this is back when you know the store. The PSP stores are closing. Which, by the way. The episode that we just released today was recorded before we heard the news that they are not closing the PS3 and Vita stores. Yeah, it makes us, <laughs> makes us sound like we're ill-informed. Yeah, exactly. That's why I kind of named the title. The title of that podcast is like, what games you would recommend if the stores were closing? <laughs> so I'm just like, well, people are going to understand that. And then I, I put like a little disclaimer on there, but it, it is what it is. Um, but in any case, the PSP stores are still closing this summer. So I plugged in my PSP Go for the first time in years and booted it up, got it working, looked through the store, which, by the way, if you have a PSP and you go to the PS store, you won't see anything on the actual store. Like the home page is nothing. And it says, hey, go to store.playstation.com to play all your PSP games now. Like there's nothing on the front page. Nothing's featured or anything. But if you search for a specific title, you can still find find, you know, games that are on the store there. So, you know, just a pro tip there. So I searched a couple games and I wanted to make sure I had all the siphon filter games because those are like one of my big PSP games. Um, and so I've been playing siphon filter Logan Shadow for the first time on Vita because that's I can have a second analog stick there. So I'm playing a little bit of that. Um, but that's besides the point. The real strange one that I've been going back to or not going back to playing for the first time. Um, I've had this on Xbox for a really long time. Uh, I bought it a long time ago just because I was like I always wanted to play that game and I don't think it will run on my PC because it's old. So I bought it on Xbox and it's Prey, the 2009 game that isn't made by Arcane Studios. <laughs> yeah, the game made by Humanhead. Yeah, and it who got, who got a raw deal by or from Zenimax. Now is is this a a Zenimax title? Um, or are you talking about like the canceled Prey 2? Humanhead or uh I think 3D Realms, yeah, 3D oh, no. Realms is involved too. Yeah, yeah, they were involved in uh, putting out the game, but they had a deal. I think I think Human Head had a deal with uh, Zenimax. Zenimax tried to acquire them, like a hostile takeover. Oh God! Human Head lost the rights, or I don't think Human Head actually exists anymore. They might not. I'm looking at it now. The last game they made was Rune 2 in 2019, and that was just support. So, like, they could yeah, be dead. Because they, like, there was the whole thing, the whole thing with what the sequel, what Prey 2 was going to be, and then what ultimately began, and then what would soon become Prey. Yeah. Which kind of came from the ashes of Prey 2. Which, damn, that's, I wish Prey 2 was a real thing. Like, the actual Prey 2. Like, that game sounded so cool, and Looks I mean, so that, cool. that game exists. It's called Star Wars Bo uh, Bounty Hunter. I mean, yeah, but it's I, I'm a little being, I'm being, I'm being uh, joking. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're being facetious there, I get. But like, man, because that's the thing, man, about this uh, 2009 game. The cool thing about Prey is that it is so immersive because they 
they are really minimalistic about the hood they are trying to make sure everything is like kind of tactile and in the world and it really has that feeling of like like whenever you open up like there's storage lockers all around so first off if you've never played this game you play as a Cherokee Indian on a reservation who gets abducted by aliens with his girlfriend and his grandfather, <laughs> which is already a wild opening. Like the opening of this game is very like very out striking. There. Yeah, it's out there, but it's like very striking because you start the game. It's all through the first person perspective. You look in the mirrors and it does that like 3D Realms honestly does this a lot in their games uh, where you look into a mirror and you see your character and you see them like move their head in the direction that you're looking in like it's one-to-one movement it's very interesting it's very fascinating um and so yeah you you get abducted by aliens and you're looking at all this tech there's a lot of trippy perspective shifty moments where all these aliens have portals that they drop everywhere so you could just walk into a portal and be in a completely different level they'll have crates that just zoom out to a different part of the spaceship for some reason there's this one there's this one level where or it's not even a level, it's just a single set piece where you'll walk through a portal, or no, you'll crouch through a crate, and then through the crate, well, first you walk into the room, and you'll see like this rock inside of a glass like case that's just sitting on the table. You're like, I wonder what that is, and so you try to look around for the way forward, and the only way forward is through this crate. So you crouch through the crate, you walk out of the crate, and you land on some stone, and you're like, what is this big rock I'm on? And then you look up, you're in you're on that rock that was in the glass case on that table like you're walking around it like a like a ratchet and clank sphere level where it's just rounding about and then enemies get on the sphere and now you're shooting kind of accounting for that weird gravity because you're on a curved plane um you're just shooting a couple enemies and then you pop out and you're back into the spaceship again it's it's a lot of weird set piece moments like that and um mm -hmm. 3d realms was involved in it. 2K Games uh, published it. That's it. 2K. Okay. And Th Gary Gary Witta was one of the writers. Gary Witta helped write on this game. Yeah. Holy shit! That is hilarious. I'm putting that in my back pocket next time <laughs> when kind of funny events are a thing again, and I see Gary Witta, I'm gonna be like, hey, so tell me about fucking Prey 2009. What the fuck was that? 2006. <laughs> oh shit! You might be right, or not. You might be right. I think you are right. Uh, yeah, you're right. Fucking 2006. Why am yeah. I saying two? Yeah, I was like, because I, I, I have, I have like uh, hardcore, like uh, honestly, God burned on my brain memories of renting that from Blockbuster while E3 2007 was happening. Yep, <laughs> you're you're right on the money with that. It is 2006, and it feels like a 2006 ass game. I don't know why I said 2009. Probably I just flipped it over in my head on the document here, so that's my bad. But uh, yeah, pre 2006, it feels like. It, the thing that I keep thinking about it is when I played it, because I only played it for about an hour. It, I've got through the first three chapters in an hour, which is crazy. But then again, there's like 21 chapters. Anyway, it's kind of like, so everyone knows Half-Life and Half-Life 2, those types of games. It really wants to be a Half-Life kind of experience because everything's first person. They really don't want you going into menus. Even when, so you start the game and you're like at a bar, you can, in the bar, you can go up to every arcade machine slot machine jukebox in the game and touch the screen and interact with it like directly like you don't get pulled into a new interface interface or a new screen you as tommy the character you're playing as move your finger around and tap on the screen directly it is very uh it is very immersive in that way but then during loading screens it it turns into like 
time shift or some like like think every no it turns into dark void that's even a better example because i've played dark void it it just like has this most generic extreme action music that you've ever heard straight out of like the ps2 generation and it's just a very weird disconnect where you'll you'll boot the game and it'll be like pray dun 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 and then you'll get into the actual gameplay and it's like immersive and kind of like slow paced and really trying to absorb you into this world and then you'll pause the game and it'll just be like big blue text dun 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 futuristic lighting it's like such a weird contrast um i'm gonna play some more of it i don't it's just a very weird odyssey that i've always thought about i always wanted to try this game out but like man it is it is a strange one my guy let me tell you now what is this image (laughs) okay so i did some digging on wikipedia and apparently this game has been in the the game was in the works since 95. <laughs> really? I you know what I'm not too surprised. It feel it feels like a game that's still enamored with a lot of ideas that were cool in what 1999. <laughs> yeah, it was 3D Realms they wanted to be their version of what Unreal ended up being. Mhm. And like there are a bunch of people, different people that worked on it or like during the the bunch of false starts uh tom hall who worked at id software and ion storm was or worked on it on that on a version Hmm. okay and yeah they it's the game was in was in and out of production for about six years (laughs) from 95 to to 01 i can believe it like technically human head or 3d realms they they owned they i think they owned the ip and they commissioned Human had to make it, which is why it says here that it, their normal thing at the time was Rune. Uh, okay, yeah, that does make sense. I can see it in the discography here or gameography. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know, man. It's a it's a it's a weird one. It gives me like Escape from Butcher Bay vibes from Riddick, but just way more cheesy and kind of corny like it's doing a lot of weird things like the alien technology is interesting and the fact you're playing as a native american is very interesting but i can already sense like in the opening sequence because you're in a bar like you're on the reservation your indian girlfriend is or your cherokee girlfriend is also uh she's serving two white dudes at the bar and dead ass these white dudes are racist as shit like they're like what's what's the thing they said like like she's wiping the counter down and they're like, hey, cleans with rag. Can I get a refill? And I'm like, OK, can we not like I know this is 2006, but playing this all these years later, it's like, mm, all right, buddy. But I guess they're being edgy and those guys die like later anyway. So who cares? I hit them with a wrench. Um, but in any case, yeah, I'm playing Prey. Don't know if I'll beat it, but it is very interesting. Um, so, yeah, we're going to. Oh, Wow. There's a 1997 demo. All right, this is going to be in description because <laughs> I'm going to watch that. I'm going to have that playing in the background. Tell me about another one. Well, how many more games do we have here? Um, tell me, tell me about either. You have like three more games. Tell me about two more of them because <laughs> I'm just going to wrap up my mobile game discussion pretty quickly when I'm done. So yeah, tell me about two of those. So I went back to Star Wars: The Old Republic. Okay, respect. Good old faithful. And and I wanted to put more time into Malice and <laughs> make him make him more of a a well rounded character. So at the point where I was at in the story in chapter one, mm-hmm. I was still in the Great Hunt, which t- determines who the the next big shot bounty hunter is. 
or mercenary. And mm-hmm. I was having, I kept it like because I had gotten my COVID shot a few days prior. I was almost playing, almost having to like use my right hand to play the game because my my left hand was and still is kind of being like a little wonky. Oh, yeah, I know how that is, but hey, so, hopefully it. Mm-hmm. I mean it. It feels it's fine when I when I play when I have when I'm playing like console stuff or stuff with the with the controller because my hands aren't or my arms are clo- clo- like real close to me. Yeah, down by your side and everything. But yeah, I, I, or after I finished where I left off months prior or multiple months prior, there was a, the mission that sort of ends chapter or the, the, the great hunt has you or has, has my character going to take out a, a the quote unquote Mandalorian, Mandalorian killer who is, who is a Jedi. And I had the option to, like my or the the bounty hunter, the, the character's uh, rival gets imprisoned, and it's hmm. like a, a real bad guy who killed uh, your companion's uh, friends. Rough stuff. And or he's also been like impeding progress you made, and I had two options. I could have let him out of his uh, cell and and fought him nobly or honorably, hmm. or I could have. Or I'll I'll come back to that. Okay. <laughs> so I I get to the uh, bridge of the ship, and I and there are two Jedi after I, who are just standing there after watching me destroy everyone who is on the, everyone all, all every single person who is on the the bridge as if they're like no we the force will take care of it. Hmm. Okay. So I. I guess the point where I have to where it turns into a boss battle with the uh, Jedi, the two Jedi. Mm-hmm. I I kill one, I kill the master, but let the apprentice go because it wasn't part of the deal, and that's how I'm playing. That's how I'm I'm role playing this character. Hmm. Oh shit. Okay. As as I mentioned in a far off far far prior episode, where I said like my Miles Cole has a thing where he doesn't kill kids. Which I'd hope we all had a thing where we don't kill kids. But yeah, I remember you saying that in a previous episode. Yeah. Um, the instructions were to, like the, my, the bounty hunt, Miles his instructions were to uh, set the, the Republic ship to go into hyperspace to basically just go there and be destroyed. Hmm. But a wrench gets thrown in those plans? Uh, no. I remember how I Uh-oh. said I, I was coming back. I was going to come back to the whole tarot blood thing. Who is oh, the, okay. the enemy? He's like, yeah. I, I was. He says, "Let me out, and we'll fight this, like, with honor." And I just, the light side choice, uh, ironically, was, no, I don't think so. I'm gonna keep you in there, and you're gonna die when this when the ship goes in hyperspace. <laughs> That's a, I, mm, I don't know how light side that is. Well, he's gonna die either way. I guess is it by your hand or indirectly? Yeah, and. Like I get to, uh, Mandal- Mandalore uh, invites me to a ship, hmm. okay. and like you have one, oh, and the 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 hunting master who is like the head of the whole thing is a Wookiee. Jeez, <laughs> that's special. Like I walk, I I my character go like I walk into into the room where I'm supposed to go, and I and I just see I. 
like I didn't have the best view, so I was like, "Is that a Wookie?" And it's like, "Yeah, that that is a Wookie." And I'll be I'm at I'm at chapter two in the story. Like all the all this Old Republic stuff is like three three chapters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm at I'm at chapter two, and I'm on Terrace, which is where Kotor one takes place for for a bit. Hmm. Shit, that's a blast from the past. And hmm. they just added a new thing where a new they added uh, Dantooine, which is from the the previous two Kotor games. Okay, so they're. I was gonna say retconning, but it seems like they're just you know tickling the nostalgia centers a little bit. I respect it. So, lit- so yeah, that's pretty cool. Here's one thing I want to say before you switch to your next game. Um, I I always simp for Noah Caldwell Gervais on this fucking podcast. I'm gonna simp again because the video that he put out this month is all about. Let me pull it up again. It's all about Star Wars Dark Forces and Jedi uh, Jedi Knight. Those two franchises. He, he released like a two hour video just talking about all those games oh, and all the DLC. Jedi Knight and is basically and Dark Forces and Jedi Knight are sort of are sort of like born out out of the same like it's all for the first three or four games it's Kyle Katarn. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. They they go through. He goes through like how all those uh, older Dark Forces games connect to the Jedi Knight series and like where they switched up and how they switched up. I was like, man, I've never played any of these games, but you know, I'll fucking, I'll watch a breakdown and enjoy that shit. So, uh, that'll be in the description. (laughs) Um, So now you guys know. Jedi Outcast is on PS4, 5. I think so. Jedi Academy is on uh, Xbox. Yes. Uh, Well, actually, I think the Academy games got re-released. Okay, yeah, Jedi Outcast 2 is on PS4, you're right. And the first one... I want to say because Aspire Media, the one who's uh, rumored to be making a remake of uh, Knights of the Old Republic, um, yeah, that they remastered the original Jedi Knight as well. I'm pretty sure, but I don't know. Y'all can go look that up. But I do have that video <laughs> linked in the description if you want to go watch that. Um, so yeah, as I, just to quickly wrap it up, I have a feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a feeling that I'm gonna have to that the people like the elite group I'm with right now, like the mm-hmm. characters and stuff. I have a feeling they're going to betray double cross me like the Mandalorian exile after find and kill is going to, is going to reveal something earth shaking. Oh no. Oh so. God. Well, get ready to get twisted narratively, not with like a spiked lemonade or something. In any case, I don't know why I'm referencing that. Um, so from star Wars, we go on to another game that you, well, actually I'll just drop mines real quick. Since you got one more game, I'll just drop all these real quick. Um, and this also is a justification for the other video that's linked in the description that I had there a while ago. Um, so I've been playing a shit ton of mobile games recently. Um, do I know why? Not exactly. Um, I've just been in the mood for whatever reason, or actually, no, this is the reason. This is specifically the reason there's another YouTuber I watch. And of course, I'm just going to show a lot of YouTubers here. Um, by the name of Racevic, he makes a lot of like you know video essays about games, but this time he made a video essay about mobile gaming. And could you have you know a comparable console like experience playing on a phone nowadays than you could uh, just you know 
than you previously could because he he's a person who doesn't care about mobile phones at all he had an old ass phone for a really long time but recently he got himself a really modern phone that could actually run different games and you know he's trying a bunch of shit out and he had a lot of good points there and a lot of good mobile recommendations to where i was like you know what buddy I'm going to take out my Razer Kishi that I bought a long ass time ago. And I did just get a new uh, Galaxy S21 because my old phone broke on me. So I've been playing a lot of mobile games. And just to go through a few of them, uh, I picked back up Dead Cells on mobile. And with the Razer Kishi, it is probably the best place to play Dead Cells. I had no idea Dead Cells was on mobile. Oh, yeah. Dead Cells, it's uh, it's been on mobile for a while i want to say it's on it's probably on ios if it's on android i guarantee it's on ios because it usually comes ios first but um of course there's touch controls and as a touch control game i don't think it would be that fun but since i got the controls with me it supports the razor kishi perfectly and it is a blast and because this has this phone has higher fresh rate um it's like 120 frames of dead cells and it feels incredible. Like, even if I was playing on Switch, I'm sure it'd be fun on Switch, but, like, even that 60 frames. If that, I, I know Switch can barely run Apex, so I don't know what it's running Dead Cells at, but I'm having a blast with it on phones. So Dead Cells is really good there. If you've never played Dead Cells, it's like roguelike, side-scroller, lots of melee combat, lots of, like, arrows and dodging and parries. It's, it's a really good game. Um, so, it's yeah, a, Dead it's great. It's a great Souls-like game. Yeah, uh, honestly, it is a great like side scrolling souls like it, it's very good in that way. Um, and the combat has this really crunchy feel to it. Uh, if you want to try it out for no added cost, you can definitely play it on Game Pass. Um, it's been on there forever and it probably won't leave. So, uh, check that out if you're curious. Um, another one that I've been playing, uh, this one doesn't require uh controls for the phone at all, it doesn't require Razer Kishi to have fun with it. But I've been playing Holdout, um, and I, f- I feel like I've talked about it on this podcast before. Um, do you remember this at all, Al? God, no. Okay, I, okay. Because like, I, I, I would remember a, na- like a, a game that had a name like that. Yeah, <laughs> Holdout is a very suggestive name. Um, but uh, Jared Petty was talking about this a couple years back, and basically what Holdout is, is you've probably seen ads for certain games like this where... It'll, it'll be like there'll be a bunch of boxes on the bottom and like a ball at the top and you'll launch the ball towards all these boxes with a bunch of numbers on them. And then you'll have like a certain amount of bounces to break that box away. And then more boxes will come up and then you get more balls over time. And then eventually it's like 30 balls ping ponging on all these different boxes trying to break them all. It's kind of like breakout, but the boxes have health, if if that makes sense. Yeah. The, yeah. It's 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 very um it's kind of hard to explain, but as soon as you see it, it makes perfect sense. And uh hold down their whole idea is you're digging deeper and deeper into like planetary cores. And you start with like like in the first level, you'll have one ball, but then all the bricks on the bottom will be like takes five hits to break this brick, it takes four hits to break this brick, and then you'll just have seven. Well, when, <laughs> it hopefully it doesn't take 77. It takes a while before you get there. But it starts from there, and then eventually you'll be able to upgrade, like, how many balls do you start a level with? How many balls can you gain over time during the level? How many, um, how, what's another one? How much, uh, how many gems can you carry back when you're done? Because gems is what you use to upgrade. It's like a bunch of different factors, and eventually you can just level up everything to where you feel unstoppable. You feel like a god. 
And then there's like different strategy to like, all right, which block should I hit? Because some blocks can only be destroyed when I do enough damage to them with the balls. Other blocks, you can just hit the block up under them and kind of take out their support beam and then they all fall away. So it's like, all right, so it's it's interesting strategy there. It is totally like it's a type of mobile phone game where because it is so easy to get lost in it, it is so frictionless. You could easily look up and oh man, two hours have passed. <laughs> so it's it's a lot of fun. It, it's it's something that you're playing horizontally, you know, with or actually it's a vertical game. So you're not even rotating your phone. Uh, you're just holding it normally, and it's a lot of fun. I have wasted a lot of time in that game, but it's it's good as shit. So go ahead and check that out. And then yeah, the last uh, one, yeah, I'm go watching- ahead. I'm watching the uh, trailer for the Switch version. Oh, it's on Switch? <laughs> yeah. Holy, I mean, that makes sense. Like, the Switch would be a great place for that. But man, this is such a it's such a perfect mobile game like, that I wouldn't have thought it got released anywhere else. It looks tempting, too. Oh, yeah. it's <laughs> The thing is, as soon as you as soon as you start it. Oh, yeah. And I'm seeing it is on Switch. Yeah. As soon as you start it, it will be really hard to put down. It is very addictive um, and very fun because of it. So. Yeah, go ahead and try that one out. I highly recommend it. Um, how much is it? I'm pulling it up on the Switch store right now to see prices because I might recommend it there because the I think I bought it on phones because I also have the Play Pass on Android, which is kind of their like Apple Arcade equivalent, but it's like super cheap over there. Okay, it's $10 on Switch. Eh, it's probably still worth it, but you got to understand, I think I paid like three dollars maybe four or five no more than five dollars i paid on phone so maybe go over there if you have the phone for it but um hold down's really good and the last one i want to give a shout out to is this this game i really only played because i have been having such a hard time trying to find shooters specifically that support the razor kishi like a lot of games will either not support controllers at all or they only support bluetooth controllers so it's like, all right, I, I this one's plugged into my phone. Like, can anything use this? And I PUBG Mobile doesn't work with it. Call of Duty Mobile doesn't work with it. Like, there's just a bunch of games that don't work with the Razer Kishi. But I found one that does. This obscure random game called Shadow Gun Legends. <laughs> and basically, the easiest way to describe this, it's it's Destiny on mobile. Like, it's that type of gameplay. It doesn't play like Destiny, trust me. If you want Destiny, play Destiny. But it kind of plays very similarly where, you know, you have your aim down sights type weapons. You eventually gain abilities that you can use on either trigger. Um, You're walking around. It's kind of like vaguely space sci-fi themed. But it's also like kind of goofy in a way where like, it it just feels very mobile gamey. When, when you look at the characters, like, you know, you'll go into like a vendor and they'll be like, hey, just got some new stuff in for you. And they'll have the same line of dialogue every time you go up to that vendor and they make you go to vendors to turn in your like challenges and to turn in your quests and stuff. It's like, all right, you're, this whole thing's designed to try and make me spend money. But the gameplay itself is pretty good. Um, it's something it's completely free. Like this isn't a play pass game. This is just something that was completely free to try. So, you know, if you're desperate for just something that supports a Razer Kishi on mobile, um, I'd recommend it. But this is like the most empty, vapid game that I like. It is a mobile ass mobile game with very like there's merit in it as far as it runs at a high frame rate. You can run it at 60 frames per second, which is impressive. Um, There's no slowdown and the gameplay is pretty solid, like I say. But like, I feel like a lot of the reasons I like this game are because of the caveats of it being a mobile game. 
if it wasn't a mobile game, if I was playing this on PS4, I'd be fucking pissed that I was playing this. <laughs> like, I would not be, like, I'd be having fun, but it would be out of spite. Like, none of this is good. But, you know, considering the platform and the and the contemporaries on that platform, it's pretty solid. So, you know, it's free to try or it's free to play entirely. So try it if you want to. But that's all I'm going to say about it. <laughs> and with that being said, um, go ahead. If you want to check out that rave, that Reisevik video, that will be in the description. Of course, can your phone be a gaming console? You can check that one out. But that's enough for me. Al, let's go ahead and hear about the last game that you've been playing this week before we crack into the main topic an hour and a half into the show. <laughs> well, just a uh, quick thing. Apparently, Outer Wilds is getting DLC. Yeah, I saw that on Twitter. A game that I still haven't played, but I really need to. And so now this is just more stuff to play when I get around to it. Yeah, th third comment, third uh, response, third uh, tweet down, Andy Cortez. <laughs> yeah, I think he shared what, like a GIF of him, like freaking out? Yeah. Oh boy, yeah, I know he's excited. The whole the whole fucking world's excited about that. We're all the over Overwatch. Oh my god, Outer Wilds fans are so. Shout out to that getting some DLC. Um, but speaking of which, well, actually, I don't know which game are you. Which game are you about to talk about right now? I was gonna bring up uh, Red Dead Redemption. Okay, 2. all right, that's fair. Because I thought you were gonna bring up Doom Eternal, and I was gonna like use that as a segue because I also picked up the year pass to play that DLC eventually. But Red Dead is also a really good game too. So yeah, Red Dead too. What brings you to that one? So I don't know if you ever heard of a show called Hell on Wheels. Yes, I think I have. Is it History Channel or something like that? Yeah, AMC. AMC. That's it. Yeah. So like that that show ended a while ago, or a long while ago. Oh yeah, Whew. and I, I, I discovered um, the like the the very much the very talked about speech given at the end of the series that sort of wraps up the series. Mm -hmm. And like I searched, I, I I actively searched it out because the actor was is best known for playing um, Chief O'Brien on DS Nine and T uh, TNG. Oh, okay. Boy, howdy. And I just like westerns were on my, on, my, on my mind, so I was like watching uh, Deadwood. Hmm. Okay, another classic western. And I was like, I really want to play Red Dead too. And I, I've not. I don't think I've ever said that. I've never. I, th I said. I thought to myself. And I don't think I've ever ever wanted to play it as much as I want to do right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm smiling really hard. You cannot see, but I am smiling. That is awesome. And this was like right when, like before my, before I decided to use a, uh, like my, before I borrowed my niece's Xbox, Xbox controller, I just thought, said to myself, I can't, I can't wait for an Xbox controller. I'm plugging in, taking my PS4 controller, taking the USB and plugging it in and playing it that, that way. There you go. Hell yeah. And I'm in, I'm at, I'm in, I started over from where I was when the game first came out on PC. Mm hmm. Okay. So I'm on, I'm still in chapter one. And I okay. did, I did the mission where, or the most, I did the most recent missions I did were, or was the one where, uh, Kieran leads, uh, you, John, and Bill to where he claims the Colm Driscoll is oh yeah yeah i remember that mission and then i did the mission where 
Ho- Jose and you and Arthur go out to hunt the legendary bear. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember that too. Okay. And I decided, and I, it wouldn't be a game if I if I tried to find a way to cheat. <laughs> exactly. And like I, prior to me play, actually playing the game, I had like I was checking out the the Nexus mods page. Hmm. Dude, wait, there's already ne- there's already Nexus mods for Red Dead Two. Yeah. I, you know what? I shouldn't be surprised, but like, damn, I I just didn't hear of any progress. So the fact that there is progress on that, I'm like, damn, they did it for Eisen, I guess. So shouldn't be there, surprised. There are save editors, or there, there are saves you can download that take you that have like 100% finished. That sounds tempting. Oh boy, but, I'm gonna have to sit on that. But anyway, because I because I I um would use cheats. I, I can't I couldn't save my progress, so I don't know if I if I have to restart the game. Jeez. <laughs> so and I and that, if I do have to do if I have to do that, I downloaded a save editor because originally I just got I put in the infinite ammo uh, gunslinger pa- uh, cheat and the five hundred dollar tweet and uh, that uh, tweet uh, cheat. Mm-hmm. I, I wish there were. $500 tweets. Um, if only. <laughs> yeah, if only. Because, like, I, I, was, I was just ma- mashing the X or the cross button, and I got to a point where I was at 650000 God. And I decided to give 100, like 150000 to, like, to the, to the, uh, like, to Dutch or to the, to the group. Yeah, to, the, like, the little box that they have at camp. And it barely, I don't think, I think it's because of how early in the game I am, but it barely registered in terms of my honor. <laughs> yeah, I, that game, so it doesn't account for the possibility of you having hundreds of thousands of dollars that early in the game. So oh, like, boy. I, uh, and prior to, like, I, I was playing it today and yesterday. I just, I turned, I tried, I was using the cheats to like earlier today. I was having a blast yesterday, with the, even without the cheats. Like the mission where uh, you take, Art, where Arthur and Uncle take uh, Tilly uh, and the two other one, other girls into town. Okay, yeah, I know what you're talking about. And then I run, and then I just stumble across uh, Jack Patillo, <laughs> saying like, "Please, please, we don't want any trouble." Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like. Oh, boy. And I'd seen I'd seen the, the I'd seen that before, and I also I also encountered Jeff Ramsey, <laughs> of course, like his his character in the game. God, um, kind of jars you, pulls you out when you realize who they are. Yeah, like I expected Jack to have like the the, the beard or the like the the beard he has yeah. currently, but no, it was just like just a mustache and like a very odd one at that. Hey, no wonder it took a while for people to realize, I guess. But hey, it is. But then, there. then I did the bar fight. Hmm. And I was like, oh, let, let's yeah. effing go. <laughs> That's probably one of the first hype moments in that game where you're like, oh, fuck yeah. And yeah. I, the uh, guy, Tommy, I think, who is the, the heavy, who throws you out, out, who throws you out the window, or not the window, out through the, the glass door or glass window. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I, I kept, I was, I punched him like a few times, got him bloody. I was like, can I stop now? 
<laughs> because like I I remember I know that I know what high honor like what that entails in terms of like the narrative. Yeah. And the different endings. Yeah. <laughs> Boy howdy. But everything else I have I know nothing about. I know like I I I vaguely remember watching a clip of like I know what happens to Arthur. Okay. Well that that's probably well, I, I'll just be quiet about it. But yeah, you know that part. I don't know. I don't know how and like how everything else comes into play. Hmm. Well, then, I mean, that's like on, that's how that, that's how I approach spoilers. Like it's like I, I can if I find if I if I don't have the context for it, I don't understand it. All right, that's good. That's good because so much of this game and actually kind of similar to The Last of Us Part Two, except The Last of Us Part Two kind of does this intentionally, but Red Dead Redemption is like a bunch of stuff pops off at the end, but that ending is only going to mean something to you if you have all the context of the rest of the game. And also like the fact that it is so long, because I, I've said this a million times, it took me a hundred hours to beat that game. And that's me doing all the side quests and stuff too. So, you know, grain of salt, but all of that kind of like time in the world leads to, to leads you to appreciate what happens at the end of the game so much more. So, you know, now that you're going to see what happens for the rest of that game, I'm pretty sure even if you know how it ends, you'll it'll have a bigger impact on you once you actually see it. So that'll be good. So, yeah, hopefully, hopefully you'll enjoy that one. Uh, that's one of my favorite games of all time. Of course, Red Dead Redemption 2. But um, hey, actually, speaking of Red Dead Redemption 2, that game at some point in the past was indeed on Game Pass. So now <laughs> we're going to finally this probably won't be as long of a segment, I don't think, because like I said, it's it's well over an hour and a half to the podcast. But we're going to go ahead and crack into this topic real quick. We so Game Pass, you know, a big subscription service, everyone, maybe not everyone subscribed to it, but enough people subscribe to it for it to be a big deal. And Xbox has been making a lot of announcements as far as Game Pass goes, just a lot of surprise games just popping up on there out of nowhere. And um, so, so Sony threw some shade at that. Wait, how so? With the video I, pass? Oh, that's not shade. That's the limpest drop of shade I've ever heard. <laughs> that is such a, because, yeah, because I guess that did happen a couple days ago. For those of you who missed it, uh, PlayStation did announce that they're going to be testing in certain countries right now. Uh, a thing called PlayStation Video Pass, where people are going get to get access to different Sony feature films. Um, as part of their PlayStation subscription or PlayStation Plus subscription, but like, what? Wh who cares about Venom when you have access to the Master Chief Collection? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, all right, like that's that's just a such a limp response. But in any case, Game Pass is still very very strong. They have a lot of games on there, and they're going to have a lot more games in the future. So I thought it might be a fun exercise to see what games do we think are going to come to Game Pass this year. Um, and so this is the list we're going to we each have five games here. Uh, I'll let us explain a little bit for each game if we have a big argument to make. Um, but yeah, we have five games here that we think are going to hit Game Pass by the end of 2021. That's the stipulation here. It can be on console. It can be on PC, whatever it is, as long as it's on Game Pass, it counts. So um, I'll go ahead and kick it off real quick with uh, this one right here. Uh, I know this is a big PS4 exclusive, and I know it's already been announced to be coming to PlayStation 5, uh, what, I think at the end of this month or within the next couple of weeks. Uh, this one is Final Fantasy VII Remake. 
my main reason for thinking it's coming to Game Pass by the end of the year, Square Enix has had really good success with Game Pass. Uh, I think, not Bravely Default, but what's the other? Oh, Octopath Traveler just came to Game Pass a couple weeks ago. And right after that, it was Outriders came to Game Pass as well. And I think both, especially Outriders, seemed like a surprise success to a lot of people. And Game Pass was a big reason why it had so many players. So I think because of that, you're going to see Final Fantasy VII Remake hitting Game Pass. Now, I say that also, and it's also been known that Final Fantasy VII Remake is a timed exclusive. I don't know when that time runs out on the PS4 version. And I also don't know if that timed exclusivity is still tied to the ps5 version that's about to come out but in any case if if that exclusivity drops by the end of this year then i think it's going to launch in the game pass uh now is that going to be pc game pass don't know is it going to be console game pass don't know i just have a feeling that if the exclusivity dries up this year it's going to launch on game pass just to you know give it into more players hands so that's why also, mm-hmm. also a bunch of like previous final fantasy games have have been on game pass like final fantasies like the original final fantasy 7 for example oh yeah that's true uh final fantasy 15 also true <laughs> oh boy <laughs> also true i just realized you're oh boy okay well we'll we'll keep it going oh wow we're in podcast chat that's probably why in, in any case um so yeah oh boy uh- <laughs> We'll, we'll ignore that. God bless you. We have a friend in the chat here who I'm hoping doesn't join into the recording of the podcast, but you know, they're probably okay. They probably know how to do that. Um, but in any case here, uh, so yeah, I expect Final Fantasy VII for all those reasons and the ones that you included. I think that'll make it a game pass at some point. So uh, what's one of the games that you have on your list here? Um, Brave of the Default. Okay. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Is this... Okay, that's another Square Enix game. Yeah, you're right. So. Uh, is it similar reasoning? Well, my my source is Reddit because ah, there we Reddit go. is never wrong, aside from the times <laughs> when aside from the times when it is wrong. Yeah, right. There. Oh wait, there's one rumor that I heard on the same uh, subreddit you were telling me about uh, the gaming leaks and rumors. There's like a Call of Duty rumor that's going around that is wild. Oh and, yeah, about, yeah, yeah. I know mm-hmm. about the DM, DMCA takedowns. Oh, I. Actually, no, it's not the DMCA one. I'm talking about the one where, like, the next Call of Duty game is apparently in shambles. Oh, and it's, yeah, it's, they're expecting it to bomb. Yeah, they're expecting, either they're expecting to have to cancel it and release Modern Warfare remastered to multiplayer instead, or, you know, they're just going to have to just let it bomb and do something with it. Like, I don't know. It. I don't know what's going on with Sledgehammer. It makes me feel bad for them. But in any case, yeah, that that rumor I heard actually got debunked by the original poster who was on 4chan originally. So I don't know, fam. We'll, we'll see. So Bravely Default, because uh, there's a lot of rumors of Bravely Default and Battlefield 6 uh, coming to Game Pass. So y- are you thinking that's good enough to rest your laurels on right now? With Bra- Bravely Default, I'm, I'm not just pegging, on, pegging it on that. I'm pegging it on the relationship that Microsoft and our Xbox and Squire have at this point. Okay. And it would open up a new audience to the Bravely Default games, hmm. thus leading more people to who own a Switch and haven't played the uh, Bravely Default 2 to, to go 
I played the first game. I want to play the second game. Okay. I respect that. Okay, so that that's probably a very sound reasoning for it. You, honestly, that sounds more likely than my Final Fantasy VII Remake one. <laughs> oh, boy. But in any case, I, I'm going to sit by what I said. So we're going to go with it. We're going to go with it. Um, all right, then. So that's a good argument for that one. Um, another one that I'll say. Now, this one kind of feels out of pocket, especially because if this does happen, it feels like they'd have to announce it probably within the next two weeks. Because, <laughs> yeah. Because that game's about to drop. Um, so I'm going to say Biomutant. Um, now, Biomutant, I don't know. Now, actually, let me go ahead and clarify this, because I just realized I gave both of us an out right here. Um, I I don't know if Biomutant is going to launch in the Game Pass. In fact, I don't think it actually will straight up launch in the Game Pass, because it is coming out, what, like May 25th or something like that. But I, I do. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say I wouldn't be surprised if it later on in, in, in the year gets added to Game Pass. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like September, October sometime. Give it a couple months to sell, see what happens. Because what I'm basing this off of is the fact that Destroy All Humans is going to be on Game Pass tomorrow. And that game came out like mid to late last year. Destroy All Humans, the remake, of course. Uh, that came out mid to late last year. People bought it. People enjoyed it. But, you know, the small niche that was looking for it played it and enjoyed it. And I think that's a good way for THU Nordic to get more eyes on it, to get more people to appreciate the games, get more players. So I can see Biomutant hitting that. The only thing that I think could throw a wrench into things is if... Because part of me thinks that Biomutant is going to be a surprise hit. I feel like it's going to come out. People during the embargo are going to be like, bro, play Biomutant. It's going to be great. And then the reviews are going to be really solid. I'm I'm thinking that's what's going to happen with Biomutant. If that happens, I could see THQ being like, all right, we're not going to put it on Game Pass. This can sell enough on its own. And THQ games go on sale pretty quick anyway. So I have a feeling that will happen. But if not, then yeah, Game Pass sometime in the fall, probably. So I'm looking forward to Biomutant. I have, I have the Collector's Edition pre-ordered. So like... I'm going to buy this regardless, but I could see it hitting there later on. So, you know, that's just one for me. Um, so what's another one for you, my guy? Uh, Battlefield 6. Ooh, okay. Now, this one's super, super bold. What is your justification for this one? Tom Henderson. <laughs> Wait, Tom Henderson's the one who said it is coming to Game Pass or that it might? He's been saying this for a while now. Hmm. Okay, that... That makes it a lot more interesting because I thought because there's been so many Battlefield 6 rumors. People are so thirsting for this game that there's like, quote unquote, news about this game every single day for like the last month. So I thought this was just another one of those, maybe from the games and rumors subreddit. I was thinking it was like that. But Tom Henderson, it, he works at The Verge, right? Yeah. Yeah. OK, yeah. I follow him on Twitter. Yeah. Um, yeah. I He's somewhat trustworthy. So I could believe it if he said it, but like, it's just so bold for Battlefield to just release on Game Pass for, because that's the thing. They were so hesitant to put Firestorm out as its own standalone mode back on Battlefield 5. So like, why would they sit here and just give away the brand new Battlefield effectively for free? Like that seems like a big switch up. And I know EA... Maybe EA has been swayed by the success of Apex Legends and the fact that that's free to play and it's super successful. Maybe they're testing the waters a little bit with uh, Knockout City, which is about to come out. That's releasing on Game Pass day and date because it's releasing to EA Play day and date. 
Um, I don't know, man. Maybe they're tiptoeing into it, but God, that just feels like such a big leap to me. But you're staying strong with it? <laughs> yeah, because we have been talking or on when we were I, this, this comes up at least once every few episodes. Mm-hmm. Like in the rumor mill. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I said, Battlefield rumors have been heavy for a while now, so uh, we'll see if that works out for you, man. <laughs> I think it's gonna... I think it could. I'd be excited if it was, but fuck, man, that that seems extravagant for EA of all companies. But I digress. We'll go on to the next game that I think is going to hit Game Pass. Um, I'm going to say 12 minutes. 12 minutes, of course, is that Annapurna, or I, I think it is Annapurna. It, if it's not Annapurna, it's, it's, it has Annapurna vibes, definitely, where it's about just reliving a 12-minute time loop over and over again, where your wife is murdered by a mysterious person at the door. Um, I really, not only am I excited for this game, I think the first time we ever saw this game was on stage at the Microsoft E3 press conference, like two years ago. So I think because of that marketing push, I think Xbox is going to come to them and be like, Hey, want to release on game pass, stay in date and we'll give you money. Like, I, I think that's just an easy layup there. Um, it, I had to look it up earlier to see if there was already a deal because I know stuff like She Dreams Elsewhere is already coming to Game Pass. They confirmed it, but I didn't see anything for 12 minutes. So that might already be confirmed to be on there, but I don't think it is. And because it isn't confirmed, I went ahead and said, all right, 12 minutes, you're getting it. So that's a pretty good point for me, I think. All right. And from there, what's a okay? what is this game? This 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 next game that you say might be coming to Game Pass, because I I don't think I've ever heard of this game and I'm going to Google it when you talk about it. Uh, King Arthur Knight's Tale. Yes, I have never even heard that name. So please explain so, that one to me. It is a isometric, uh, like CRPG about King Arthur, and this is this is a, actually I don't there's no it, this is just a, a really big leap slash hope for me. Mm, okay, because they met their goal on uh, Kickstarter a while back. It's mm-hmm in early access right now on steam and with like there are certain games on like on pc game pass like empire sin yeah and others that i won't, won't name because i don't have the app open right now <laughs> that's fine like strategy games is what you're hitting towards yeah yeah i mean you do well here i got the pc app open right now i will tell you some you got games such as Age of Empires, Gears Tactics, other stuff that Wasteland 2, <laughs> uh, Europa Universalis 4, <laughs> Pandemic the, for- the Board Game. Actually, Phoenix Point. Dude, Phoenix Point seems like a very similar game to this. N- not just because it's a strategy game, but in the same way that it's a Kickstarter game released in early access for a while, and then it came to Game Pass later when it released. Like, Phoenix Point might be a very good comparison point to justify King Arthur maybe making it. So you might be onto something here. Hmm. Damn, you you picked a good one. I was about to roast you for that one, but no, that's a good one. <laughs> that's probably the best pick on here. Yeah, um, because, because like when Empire of Sin was announced and when it was shown off, everyone wrote that game off, or people who people or recently people have written it off. Mm-hmm. And then, like, what what's this doing on Game Pass? Yep. People see it, and they're like, well, it's free. There's no cost except my time. And then, turns out, 
the time was worth it. <laughs> yeah, unless you're people, unless you're people like me who tried to tried multiple times to reinstall it, reinstall it, reinstall it on different drive to for it to not load. Yeah, that does suck. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what's up with that. Is Empire Sin on console Game Pass? Actually, I have my phone. I can check it. Yeah, let me see here. Because if it's on console Game Pass, might be worth checking out there. But yeah, because because they have a good selection of strategy games on Game Pass, you feel like King Arthur is going to be a good one to look out for this year. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's that's fair. I'll give you that one. Um, Empire of Sin is on console and cloud as well as PC. So go ahead and check that one out, man. Oh well, I know I know what I'm doing after this. There you go, making plans, getting bands. I don't know. Oh, now nah, getting bands works because you can do bands like money instead of like. Oh wait, I just realized. Band. Oh yeah, what's up? Uh, Judgment just got, for Series X just got here from GameFly. Oh fuck! Let's go. You're about to play that. <laughs> and the thing is, I own it on PS4. Like, I, I, I'm not willing to pay for for the PS5 version. Yeah, that's probably a good call. I'm not paying sixty extra dollars to get sixty frames. I'll tell you that right now. That's I kind of wish that was another free upgrade, but hey, man, Sega likes their money, I guess. So it is what it is. Um, so another one of the games that I think is coming to Game Pass. This is another one where I feel like this game has had a lot of marketing help from uh microsoft so i think this one's gonna happen scorn which is that hr geiger just really gross looking game where like all the weapons look organic and it just looks like a really wet and sticky game in a way that's unpleasant kind of like a horror shooter uh yeah i think this one's gonna come over like i said just because of that marketing i feel like at a lot of xbox events we've seen gameplay of scorn and or if not even gameplay just like reveal trailers and stuff like that i think scorn will be a good one because playstation really doesn't have anything in the horror genre or honestly none of the three console manufacturers right now really have an exclusive horror game and with the medium it seems like xbox is already totally cool with like putting on that badge of honor as hey if you like horror come to xbox because we got stuff like the medium and we got, like, even before that, Blair Witch Project as well. They really heavily touted that one, too. Um, so I think Scorn could be another one that they kind of held hold up as, like, a cool exclusive because horror games are kind of, like, more rare. So I think that one would be a good one for them to highlight on Game Pass. So I'm going to say Scorn, put it down, probably be on Game Pass at launch, um, or at least by the end of the year. <laughs> we'll see. So that's that's one for me um what's another i guess what's the second last one you have for your list here open roads another game i've never heard of that i'm going to be looking up now so please explain it to the class <laughs> uh this is the game with uh i'm, I'm I, I have to look up the scene the scene page for it now because i um this is the fulbright game yeah oh shit yeah it's like the mom and daughter driving it, fulbright and aparna yeah okay shit is this actually coming out th oh yes yeah, it's coming 2021 i didn't think it was like when um on on when when we did the uh game when the game awards wrap like recap Graydon lost his mind when we remember when we started talking about the game <laughs> i can imagine this because, right up his alley yeah and it's like as soon as i as soon as those the scene page went up i wishlist i put it on my wishlist oh yeah and like with game like Square, uh, Xbox 
and Fulbright, technically Fulbright and Annapurna. There's sort of like a mutual business relationship there. Yeah. I mean, honestly, when I think of one, I think of the other almost almost exclusively. Yeah, and I don't know if it's just me putting a lot of hype on this game because of how how Edith Finch opened my mind to what yeah. to what can be done with with an Annapurna game. Possibly. <laughs> we'll we'll see. There's a chance that that might be the case, but honestly, Fulbright has a great track record, and Annapurna has a great track record. Even if they're just a publisher, they know how to pick them. So, like, you know, I I think it's gonna be a good game. But do you think? Like, I feel like Annapurna's put a lot of games on Game Pass specifically. I'm going to look up their catalog. Like, am I? Because I know Donut County's on there. Uh, Annapurna. God, I can't spell. Oh, wait. All no, right. There you go. Annapurna Games. Hopefully that works. I couldn't spell Annapurna to save my life just now. Oh, my God. Um, Let's see here. So they got stuff like. Oh my god, they have a lot of games coming out. Oh fuck, I forgot Neon White. I should have used Neon White. God damn it. <laughs> um, well, like, okay, here's a good example. Maquette just came out. That launched on PlayStation Plus as soon as it came out. Um, Pathless, I feel like, would have been a PlayStation Plus game because it was heavily featured from PlayStation, but it's not a perfect example. Um, Siren Our Wild Hearts had that Apple exclusivity deal with Apple Arcade, so... That's a good comparison. Outer Wilds is on Game Pass. Donut County is on Game Pass. Uh, I'm just looking through them. Gone Home has been on Game Pass before, uh, which I, also. And go I ahead. think I think Tacoma has been as well. Yeah, I was just about to say Tacoma has been on Game Pass because I was looking it up to see if it had been, and it definitely was in the past. So, yeah, I think I think that's a really good choice. I never thought about it because I honestly I forgot that Open Roads was a game. Like, like I knew that Annapurna was making the, the game about the road trip game with the mother and daughter. I forgot it was called Open Roads. So when I saw it on the dock, I'm like, all right, we'll see what the fuck that is when we get there. And that's a good ass pick. Now, what makes you think PC only on that one? Do you think it's only coming out on PC this year? Um, Yeah. Hmm. I mean, just just because these types of games, because you did that for King Arthur as well with the PC only. In King Arthur, I didn't really ask about because I looking at the gameplay, it's like, all right, this is like a CRPG, hardcore as hell. You probably want a mouse and keyboard for this, and it would probably take some reworking to get console controllers working on that. But for open roads, I imagine they could make it work with a con with a controller. So like you just don't think they're gonna work that hard to release on consoles for this year. Cause I, I believe mean, it in this case. With uh the pandemic and everything. Mm, okay, yeah. <laughs> Like that point. I forgot who it was. I think it may have been Jason Jason Schreier or someone else said just like they to expect a like a, a an actual like game drought mm -hmm. over the next yeah. next while. Yeah, I he did say something like that because so many so many developers have just like completely had to change their entire way of doing things and and that's including like oh we we had a couple months here where we didn't do any progress and then we had to move everything over and then after moving everything over we still got to take a couple months to like get used to this new format so yeah you're right there's probably going to be a game drought and that's probably going to lead to some platforms getting dropped for release maybe coming in later which is totally fine totally fair uh so i guess that justifies the pc only qualifier there so i'll give that one to you that's probably likely um well i'll say for my final one might be a little bit controversial, but I wanted to shoot for the stars. I think 
death loop is gonna come to game pass this year now i also have a qualifier pc only because the the exclusivity deal i believe excludes pc so you can put death loop on pc on pc game pass only and then the console version is still exclusive to ps5 i think they could do that and if there is that kind of uh loophole in the uh in the contract i think microsoft is definitely going to take advantage of it and i think that's going to be like a really massive headline where it's going to be hey we have all these exclusive like dual sense features on ps5 and everything looks pretty and stuff but if you have a pc just just play it on pc for free <laughs> or for no extra cost like i think that's definitely going to be a, a talking point especially since it's going to be like 70 bucks i'm pretty sure so i think that one's good do you think i'm crazy with that one or you think it's gonna be you know i you think it's gonna be a longer wait than this year I think it'll be a wait, but then again, it, with all the recent talks about, like all the rumors of Kojima possibly doing something with Xbox, Xbox. Mm, okay, yeah, I've heard those too. And then the whole thing with Phil Spencer having, like, the, all the theories about this, the things in Phil Spencer's background I- images. <laughs> yeah, people are wild. Yeah, a- anything as after and especially after. The Game Awards, that the the iconic moment with Sean Layden, Reggie, and Phil Spencer. Mm, yeah, that walkout. Yeah, maybe. I mean, hey, like you, like we keep saying, everything is possible. But I don't know. It, it would it would entirely depend on some type of loophole with the PC version being in the contract. If that loophole's there, then I get this point. If it's not, then. I'll just have to wait till it hits Game Pass like next year, whenever the exclusivity dies out, because that will be on Game Pass at some point. It's just going to be a waiting game. Um, so yeah, that's it for me. What is the last game you have on your list to come out for Game Pass? Um, mine is a classic that I, from a from a studio that actually technically multiple studios. Oh yeah, they're getting support. I'm pretty sure. No, no, I mean like the actual development of the game. Ah. <laughs> And that fair, is fair. The Wolf Among Us 2. Mm, okay. Now this one I kind of think is crazy just because are you cert- are you confident that's coming out this year? Yeah. <laughs> that didn't sound very confident. No, I'll, I'll give you I'll give you a way out. Are you confident episode 1 will come out this year? There's there's no they they dropped the episodic stuff. Oh shit. Okay, so it would have to all be at once. Uh all right. Do you think it's just been long enough time that, you know, maybe this fall or something would be a right, right amount of time or you just feel it in your loins? Well, to be honest, I my my original list had uh, either Life is Strange, True Colors or Life is Strange, something Life is Strange. But then I realized they want to admit they want to make money on that one. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> like they want people buying up the definitive edition or the definitive editions of uh life strange one and before the storm Mm -hmm. and then what's why why would you make a new life strange game only to put it on game pass Mm, true especially when that also dropped the episodic thing so you wouldn't even have a reason to tease people out for extra game pass subs or anything like that but yeah i don't know that would be a uh that would be a i don't know i'm I'm thinking about wolf wolf among us yeah I keep hesitating when I say Wolf Among Us because I keep thinking I'm saying it wrong because I'm thinking of the other game, <laughs> Among Us. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, fuck, am I getting it wrong? But yeah, I-, I could see that happening. 
especially since because this is technically the quote-unquote new telltale so they are technically the ones revealing this or working on this so i feel like with this with this being technically their first new game they could use that boost that game pass would give them where people can just try it so yeah I see and that. as i mentioned multiple technically multiple people or multiple studios are working on it tell it's telltale and ad, ad hoc mm, okay Oof. maybe and, that's why oh go ahead go ahead so the directors are two people who are who are just if you play a telltale game you'll recognize these names uh nick herman and dennis lenart mm, okay yeah dennis lenart sounds familiar but yeah <laughs> they're definitely people from the old from the old teams um, the writer is Pierre Charette. Oh, okay. Uh, Jared, wow. Emerson, Jared Emerson, Emerson Johnson's composing. Hmm. Damn, they got a lot of returning names. And it's going to be on Unreal 4. Thank God. No more Unity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I mean, that should be, that should be really good. This, all of this leads me to believe that if it's a lot of similar people working together once again that already have a rapport with one another creatively, I feel like that could help the flow of the de- uh, flow of development move along a little bit faster. If it's you know they're working in Unreal, which is a by everything that I know an easier engine to use than Unity, um, and also they're getting a lot of help from external studios. Like all that leads me to believe that yeah, there is a chance it can come out this year. So you might not be full of bullshit there. <laughs> and like I said, the it coming on Game Pass is a good argument for it too. So I, I think that's a good one. So uh, with that all being said, those are the 10 games we think are probably going to hit Game Pass by the end of this year. Uh, we'll revisit this in, in a future episode, probably at the end of the year, or hey, if all these games come out earlier than that, earlier than that. But um, we'll, 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 we will revisit this tally. We'll see who won. Who, we'll see who lost. And Hey, somebody will get brownie points in a couple months. So look forward to that. But in any case, that's going to be it for us. Also, I just realized this. Us being like, hey, you think this game's going to come to Game Pass? It's just like, hey, what game do you bet we're not going to pay money for? <laughs> Which kind of feels a little bit shitty. Um, I already said Biomutant I have pre-ordered. But if you really love these games, you know, go out, buy it full price if you want to. If you have that much faith in it, go I ahead mean, and take a shot. I mean, I don't... I'm- I technically have, I still have my Biomune pre-order from like three years ago. Damn. <laughs> but I'm, I may cancel it because it's for, it's a, it's a PS4 copy and my PS5 is digital only. Oh yeah. <laughs> and there's the whole thing about, about, um, Biomune oh. being available day one on EA play. Fuck. That's right. Oh wait, yeah. that is that EA Play Pro? Yeah. Okay, yeah, you're right cuz I remember you sharing that info with me. So, yeah, damn. <laughs> Maybe that's even more justification for it to, for it to hit Game Pass, but hey, I digress. I I'm checking that one out regardless. So, anyway, check these games out if you are interested in them. Uh don't just wait for it to hit Game Pass forever. Uh just try it as soon as you want to play it. Um, so that's it from us. We're going to go ahead and wrap this up because this has been a very chunky episode. We have been charging up for a lot of conversation these last couple of days. So this is what happens when we when we don't do episodes weekly. Exactly. We kind of we, we just have all this building up discussion power in us. So, yeah, I'm glad to get back to it, man. This is going to be a good one. And we'll be back here 
same bat time, same bat place. Uh, so yeah, let's go ahead and go through this housekeeping stuff real quick. Uh, so here's what we got. Here's the stuff we've been doing in the interim. Um, so another episode of Hyper Time, the podcast came out, uh, zero hour. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. This is the last episode before y'all take a little break. Is that right? Uh, well, Josh asked me if he, if I wanted to do it, uh, he, he, he mentioned doing, doing possible one-offs because like he want hit this, this break is going to be like for research and stuff. Okay, yeah. But there was something I brought up. I brought up on, a, I think, either the Zero Hour Part 2 or Zero Hour Part 1 about a certain character dying, like, 10 years ago. Mm. And he he's like, do you want to do, do you want to record on so-and-so on so-and-so day to, to talk about so-and-so's death? I'm like, yeah, I, I have nothing, nothing better to do. <laughs> okay. So there's a chance that it won't be a, a completely like a complete break you'll you, you might come back with like one-offs here and there yeah okay fair enough well well in the meantime until that comes out uh you have another episode zero hour part two is out right now so you can either scroll up in your podcast service to listen to that or go ahead and click the link in the description down there to give it a gander um so you have that there uh vgu win episode 42 is out right now as well grinchmas is wild what the fuck are y'all even doing on that show <laughs> Okay, so it was my first episode back after being away for two episodes. Fair enough. And I I decided to put in a new story about uh, Super Nintendo World being um, like construction for that starting. And mm-hmm. Raul brought up that he technically knew he technically knew, like knew that it was happening before the pandemic, like before everything shut down in California. Ooh. Okay. And Spicy. then we and then we brought up started bringing up theme park stuff. Oh, okay. And apparently at Universal Hollywood, they do they have they do they have Grinchmas, which is which is exactly what it sounds like. It, they just theme it all around the Grinch instead of just Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of stupid, but kind of endearing <laughs> at the same time. Oh my god! All right, well, I guess Grinchmas is indeed wild. I will give you that because that is a wild thought. Um. Well, hey, go ahead and give that a listen as well if you want to hear some hear some Grinchmas thoughts. Um, so that will be in the description as well, or you can scroll up in your podcast feed. Uh, we have another VGU roundtable. This one is about uh, the episodic game release format and whether or not we like it. Uh, so that one very fitting that we brought up, or that I brought up uh, Wolf Among Us too and Life is Strange. Exactly. Yeah, very fitting for those two. So if you like that type of discussion, go ahead and uh, read a little bit more about that topic here in this roundtable. And I will go ahead and tease. Actually, no, by the time this podcast is out, this one will be up, I'm pretty sure. We have another roundtable coming out. Um, That's the one with uh, dead franchises. Which dead franchises do we want back? And uh, I, (laughs) of course, I just took this as an opportunity to write about one of my random obscure playstation franchises i want to come back but i didn't say the new i didn't say the normal ones i didn't say resistance i didn't say playstation all-stars i tried to dig a little bit deeper (laughs) so you can go ahead and look that one up and that's a couple of us writing i think i think it's you and josh as well no it was uh you me josh and Graydon. okay Graydon was on that one okay excellent excellent Uh, so yeah alex is working on something right now yeah i saw that too another thing about franchise that should come back but a little bit more pointed (laughs) yeah 
So yeah, that that one will be going up pretty soon too. So you'll be able to look at the link here when that comes out. Um, other stuff that we have coming out here, uh, the WWE 2K22 reveal. Uh, that's from a couple weeks ago during, I want to say that's WrestleMania, right? Yeah, it was basically just me having, an, an, like writing my thoughts about the reveal, quote unquote, or the quote unquote reveal, and just having sort of like an existential crisis while writing it. <laughs> Oh, God. As the WWE franchise tends to do to you, it seems. Oh, God. Poor thing. Hey, it, it, it won't be Battlegrounds again. I can say that at least, for better or worse. So, yeah, if, if you want to just lose your mind about that franchise for a minute, go ahead and click that article as well. Um, of course, oh. once again... Oh, go ahead. I'm trying to... I'm still trying to... I, I, I'm... I'm trying to get either the G4 2.0, what I want with the relaunch, out sometime soon. But I'm still having that problem with my arm. Oh, yeah, please. Yeah. Or, Take your time. And I'm also, I've realized that I've actually been, what's the, what I was saying? I haven't kept traction with uh, the last two celebrating G4 pieces. So I started, I started work on Sweat. Mm, okay. Which is going to be, that, that's, that's the biggest railroad one because oh that's or that's the biggest like obstacle because i i know very little to nothing about that show i was about to say sweat such an obscure one anyway sounds like a nick, nick nickelodeon arcade show from the 90s yeah right it sounds like the alternate title for guts yeah <laughs> so yeah that that's gonna be an interesting one but hey be, you'll be able to look out for that well we got a lot of content that we're trying to make i still have you know what even i think i'm just gonna put out Probably by the time you guys are listening to this, because I've had it written fully for a while now, I think I'll just give it a quick read through. And if it's good, I'm just going to post it. Um, a Kane and Lynch uh, three kind of theory piece. I think I'm going to put that out pretty soon, too. So uh, go ahead and check that out, too, uh, when that's out. I'll probably put it in the description if it's out by the time the podcast goes. But uh, those going out all the way up until I want to say end of yeah, May 24th. May 24th is when that series finally wraps up. And then Graydon can finally post his Life is Strange 2 content because I know he's been waiting. Um, so, yeah, we're finally going to burn through all of those, which I'm excited for. Uh, and then I'll probably start doing Ratchet and Clank stuff. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, then after that, we have... Doo -doo 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 -doo. All right, got it. Uh, we have another VGU Plays episode, Super Mario 3. Um, you know what? I'm not even going to look. I bet it's Josh doing that one. No, that, that was me. <laughs> oh, really? I, I'm surprised. <laughs> yeah, so I decided to get a third-party uh, Switch dock. Mm, so you can and, play it while it's on TV? Yeah, because I couldn't get... I, I never was able to get the my... Like, I still have a launch uh, Switch. Mm -hmm. And I never got the... I was never able to get the... Like, the one that comes with the switch i was i was never able to get that dock working oh. so so what i have now is basically like it it, it looks like uh just it looks like i'm charging an ipad a mini miniature ipad hmm. oh <laughs> a miniature ipad that, that i mean hey if it's comfortable enough it's comfortable enough so i i'm keep real with you chief i did not think because i totally thought it was gonna be like all right i got my i thought it was josh being like yeah I took out super nintendo for this one let's go but hey, I respect that, man. So go ahead and check out Al playing some Super Mario 3. That's exciting. Um, I mean, uh, Josh did play a, I think it's Baldi's Basics, which is an educational game. 
There, yeah, okay, I see it right here. Yeah, Baldi's Basics. I'm gonna include a link to that one too, since it's been a minute. I want to see what that is because the the generated thumbnails for these weird games like Incredible Crisis, all those thumbnails look like I look unsettling in a way that I want to know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> Because these games are just weird and out there. So check that one out too. That one's going to be in the description. And I'll place it there right now before I forget about it. Because um, yeah, that's a fucking batshit ass game. Um, and then uh, other than that, we also have Samurai Jack Battle Through Time Part 2. Um, more Samurai Jack gameplay. I guess this is the full playthrough. Or is this going to be a full playthrough? Or is this just like, you know, I'm just going to throw some clips up. Uh, I have I haven't gotten a chance to uh, upload the the seven the the other seven parts. I'm still in the middle. Of, I decided to scrap all the um, tell me why like cuts I had made. Mm, okay. So now I'm start, like I'm making them like a little bit lengthier. It's yeah. like I, I want like I'm I'm averaging about or I have about eight videos out of the two and a half hour. Uh, first chapter so hmm. okay i respect that so i guess be on the lookout for that we'll we'll see those uh cuts go up later on and with that i mean just to reiterate i already shouted these out but uh the youtube video from race of it can your phone be a gaming console that link is there uh the deceptively short demo for prey <laughs> 1997 e3 demo uh that thing was short as shit uh, that was literally just a walkthrough of an environment for 20 seconds. Um, if you want to look at that, that's in the description. And a thorough look at Star Wars Dark Forces slash Jedi Knight um, from Noah Caldwell Dreveus. That will be in the description as well. And that's everything. We're going to go ahead and let you leave because you've been on this podcast for long enough. So <laughs> thank you guys for listening. And Al, thank you once again for hopping on with me. It's always a pleasure, man. No problem. I enjoyed doing this show live from or not live. Uh, from the, as from from what the Native Americans call the for, the Forsaken Land. Hey man, it, w- as long as the land is colonized, it's forsaken. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it is what it is. As li- as long as we're not getting abducted. Um, but in any case, well, actually, uh, that just has different connotations if I think about it outside of aliens. In uh, any case, <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and drop that before it gets too real. Um, so thank you all for listening. Thank you all for supporting the site, of course. Thank you all for everything. We shall see you in the next episode. Um, as you already know, I've been joined here by Alan Muir. I'm in Milwaukee Jr. And as I always say, keep it real, keep it true, and play on player. Adios. Adios.